experiencing changes in your body. You may have sweaty palms or rapid breathing. Some of you are experiencing a tingling sensation. This is due to something we call anticipation. You are feeling this way because the show is about to begin. To prepare for this exciting new phase of your day, we recommend taking the following steps. Prepare to listen, smile, and laugh. During certain points in the production, you may experience an inexplicable desire to do something with your hands. We recommend slapping them together in a rhythmic fashion, an activity called applause. It's exciting to do this in large group settings. A little shy about how to react to this sensation? Then wait for a neighbor to start and join in. You'll both be glad you did. Well, that's it. You should be ready to begin your exciting journey into audiencehood. Just remember, it's perfectly natural to be nervous, but with a little preparation, you'll soon be audiencing like a pro. Now we can start the celebration. The Tony Bruno Show. The podcast, easy to work, and you broadcast from room to room. Starring Tony Bruno with Miss Robin. Now here he is, the Godfather of sports radio slash podcast. I hope that they could come here and race it together. Here's Tony Bruno. Tony, Tony Bruno. Columbus Day for all of you regional celebration people who celebrate regional holidays as opposed to national holidays or any holidays or Harvey holiday who always puts on a great dance for all of you folks older who love the oldies and the doo-wop sounds from back in the day. Harvey holiday? You don't know Harvey holiday, Robin? I'm sorry. Do I have oh. to? Oh, this is it's a, a record. Yes, it is. <laughs> Remember, Robin, you get choice, not chance at a Harvey holiday dance. Still going strong on the radio, playing the oldies but goodies. Well, there aren't many oldies but goodies around. <laughs> we know that the Philadelphia Eagles oldies aren't goodies anymore. We know that the Dallas Cowboys and the Eagles are now 3-3 three and three as they continue their baton death marches to who is the best team and now a mediocre NFC East. The one good thing about the last couple of Sundays, Robin, as we get ready for action on this Monday, October 14th, yes, regionally known as Columbus Day, but the woke people don't want to call it Columbus Day, but woke dopes like our mayor, Philadelphia Mayor Jim Kenney, who's up for re-election in less than a month, he's not going to say anything about this because he knows if he goes down and takes down the Columbus statue here on Broad Street, if he changes the name of Columbus Boulevard back to Delaware Avenue, which, by the way, I still call it Delaware Avenue because that's what I grew up knowing. Right. That's back when Corn Pop and I used to hang out on Delaware <laughs> Avenue back in the days when I would come from Wilmington with Joe Biden and we'd kick some ass down on Delaware Avenue. Named after the Delaware Indians, as you well know, Robin, which many of the areas of here, the great Delaware Valley, are named after. Wissahickon, I mean, you name it. It's all about Native Americans. So if you want to have an Indigenous Day, Indigenous People's Day, maybe if you're traveling the rest of the world, you should learn that pretty much every other country on Earth has been conquered, many of them multiple times by different people, many of them by Miss Robin's folks over there in Holland, the Dutch. The Dutchies were vicious at some point. The British, the Spaniards, pretty much anybody who can get on a boat back in the day which is the first way they actually started to 
find these other countries that were not found or had some don't, people living on them. Don't forget the Vikings. The Vikings were uh, pretty Well, we saw what the Vikings did yesterday, the Eagles. <laughs> I mean, if you don't put up any defense against the Vikings, they're just going to come in there and pillage your asses, just like they did against the Eagles. That's a great way to transition back into the National Football League. You're welcome. You're welcome. <laughs> Completely unintentional, but I'll take it. And here's why Indigenous Peoples Day, if you want to call it whatever you want, it's America. But I don't see any stores. I don't get any of the flyers that I get on Sundays that I used to get in the Sunday paper when I actually pay for the paper and would read it. Now nobody does that anymore. You don't see it. Do you see any sales that say Indigenous Peoples Day sales? Mm. No. It's Columbus Day sales. So if they're going to call it Columbus Day sales, then change the name. You can't have a mattress sale that's not called Columbus Day. And by you? the way, white sales on Columbus Day. Isn't that double racist? Anyway, enough about that. There's your woke segment of the day. For all you woke people out there, it's about time. It's 1 o'clock in the afternoon here in the East. We've got football action all over the place, Robin. And the Philadelphia, I want to thank the Dallas Cowboys from the bottom of my heart. Because, you know, the last three Sundays, nice days. I mean, you know, you're with your family. If you're a football degenerate, you're watching the NFL like I do. Not only because it's my job, because I like watching the NFL. With all of its bad shit, bad officiating, replay nonsense, horrible games, and all the other sundry things that happen every Sunday in the National Football League. Football season, to me, has the most meaning. Because it's 16 weeks, there's a game every week, and then... It goes through the holiday season. It starts off in the spring. You know, it's fall. It's a tradition. At least they haven't changed the season. And so that's why I watch football. I love football. It's my favorite sport. I watch the other sports too. But there's something about the NFL, not because of the gambling, which helps in many cities where their teams suck, and not because of fantasy, which helps for many people who try to guess who's going to have a great day and then wind up losing and then get disgusted just like everybody else. But the Dallas Cowboys for the last three weeks. And by the way, I am not doing my Skip Bayless or Stephen A. Smith impersonations now. Because I know both of those guys and I've worked with both of those guys. And people get so upset now every week when Skip Bayless goes on his uh, he loves the Cowboys rant. And then Stephen A. Smith goes on his hate the Cowboy rant. And then everybody's crying about these two guys making buffoons of themselves on national television. And I, I tweeted out this morning, and again, I know Stephen A. and I know, I know Skip Bayless. I worked with both of them many times, Skip and I in L.A. back in the day. I remember when he was writing for the Dallas Morning News. Yes, back in the day. Then he went to San Francisco and wrote there. Skip and I actually did a pilot for a TV show at Fox. Did you know that, Robin? So I've known Skip a long time. I've known Stephen A. in his various uh, reincarnations. But to credit those guys, what people don't understand is the reason that they're making 5 to $10 million a year now doing television stuff. They were once journalists, writers, real journalists who went out and broke stories and things of that nature. And in the world in which we live, the term journalist is now pretty much nondescript. I mean, the number of legitimate journalists has dwindled. There are people doing great work as far as journalism, which is actually getting a story, getting all the facets of it, and then delivering it as a neutral observer just presenting the facts. 
Those days are gone, not just in the real news world, certainly, but in the sports world. Now everybody wants to be a pundit, and you can. You don't have to have any expertise. You don't have to have a background in radio, journalism, or anything else. It's why Twitter exists. The best part about Twitter is that anybody can go on there and give an opinion. The worst part about Twitter is anybody can go on there and give an opinion. And that's great. You have opinions. People have fun. They go crazy. Skip Bayless tweaks the uh, the non-cowboy fans. Uh, Stephen A. Smith tweaks the Dallas fans. That's all old news to me. I've been tweaking Dallas fans oh, for 40 yeah. years, Robbie. So now this recent, oh, i got to turn on and hear what Skip Bayless and Stephen A. are doing. God bless them. That's why they make $5 million a year. They get people to watch ESPN and watch Fox Sports 1 to hear their flamboyant, crazy, over-the-top impersonations and outrages at everything else. I've done that. I'm not knocking it. That's what you do. And now everybody has to do that because that's how you separate yourself from the Johnny-come-latelys who have a 1,000 podcasts. And God bless them. Again, you can do whatever you want. You can have your own podcast. You can go on Twitter. You can go everywhere and spout whatever you believe. But the problem with it is I try to spout not just what I believe, but I try to actually get some facts. I try to bring facts into the conversation. Oh, that's a good little... Uh... Now, whose walk-up is this, Robin? That's Jolly Roger's new walk-up. Jolly Roger? Do they have a holiday for that? Oh, yeah, that's uh, the Pirate Day. Isn't that... Uh, what's the Pirate Day where everybody goes crazy? It's a date on the calendar. Oh, I don't know. Yeah, it's got a, it's a number. It's a numerical uh, date. Oh, you mean Pi Day. Not Pi Day. That's different. Not American Pie Day. Well, Pie Day is a number. I know it is Pie Square. I get that. I'm saying there's a there's a there's a Pirates Day, and I don't know what the date is, but we'll look into it. But anyway, the Cowboys lose three straight Sundays. My point is, and even though the Eagles, as expect as I expected, I said this yesterday on the pregame show, all the numbers in this game favor the Minnesota Vikings. A Kirk Cousins, who can't beat good teams, owns the Philadelphia Eagles. The Dallas Cowboys, by the way, who were 3-0 and and their fans were going crazy, which is what we do in the world of football. You get out to a 3-0 and start, oh, my God, the Cowboys are back. And then they play a couple of good teams, play Green Bay, play New Orleans, and they lose. Then they play a bad team in the Jets who did get their quarterback back, and they lose to the Jets, who certainly are better than they showed earlier in the year when they didn't have their legitimate quarterback because they've got defensive talent. And so the same people who are discrediting the Eagles' win over the Jets, and obviously it wasn't a really good Jet team because their offense was inept. Now they get a quarterback back, and he plays well, and he puts up a ton of points on the Dallas Cowboys. So are the Jets a good team or a bad team? I think the Jets are a lot better than their record indicates, and they were the victims, unfortunately, of a lot of bad things. Again, these are not excuses for why the Jets were losing. These are reasons. As John McMullen and I say all the time, Robin, some people make excuses for things that happen that are bad. Mm-hmm. Other people use reasons why things happen that are bad. Not everything's an excuse. An excuse is when you don't play hard enough and then you complain that the other team played better. That's an excuse, all right? You're better than your opponent, but then you go out there and go head-to-head, and then at the end of the contest, you lose to a to an inferior team, right? That's an excuse. You have no reason to lose to somebody that's inferior in a sporting venue. 
By the way, but I the need team's to point something. Can I just interrupt yes. you really quick yes. before it disappears? Because Bob from Valley Forge just pointed out something, yes. which, Tony, you are quite well known for. And it is amazing how you do this. He writes, um, love how Tony tied in Johnny Come Lately, the new kid in town, to the Eagles, which was sung by the Eagles. Well, that's, see, that's the next level thinking that you must have to really enjoy the full essence of the show. People, you, you need to have half a brain to listen to this show. Exactly. Because you have to follow. Now, the people with a quarter of a brain or no brain at all, you're welcome also because yes. we try to dumb it down. We try to keep it simple. But, but a lot of things just might go over your head, and that's okay. A lot of that's, things go over my head. That's okay if it goes over As long your as they head. don't go over my butt, and I'm getting better each day, and thanks for asking. But... Uh, <laughs> We, 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 we accept all people of all intelligence. Exactly. And we do, we'll have the high, you know, it's kind of like um, some of the new Disney Pixar movies. Yes. That are made for children. But if you go there as an adult, you'll still laugh because there's a lot of adult humor. That's kind of the way our show is. Exactly. We, we have it, you know, it's, it's, it's okay for the co- lowest common denominator, but those of you who are more intelligent will laugh more often. So basically from the <laughs> Howard Stern fan base... All the way up to NPR and behind the actor's studio level of intelligence. Yes. In other words, it's a show for all all the people. (laughs) We don't discriminate. And guess what else do we do on the show? You can disagree with what we say. I know it's many of you young people don't understand that, yes, this is still America. And you can disagree with someone's opinion about sports or anything else. I try to keep it to sports, but I'm well, well informed on pretty much everything. As someone once said, I know a little bit about everything and a lot about nothing. And that's what I try to do every single day in my life, Robin. I know a little bit about everything and a lot about nothing. And there are certain things you know even less about. Exactly right. Thank you. That's why we're here every day. That's why we're doing a doubleheader. A lot of people have off on uh, this regional Columbus Day holiday. Is that like the regional rail? I notice now when you see Columbus Day up there, it says regional holiday. Regional. Regional. Uh, it, it is. It's like the, it's, it's cheaper. <laughs> Everything's cheaper. If it's regional, that's what it's like. I, I don't get the white, the white sales on Columbus Day. That's even a double super racist uh, debacle right now. If you're a store and you're running, you know, like Macy's and all these other stores, they have uh-huh. mattress sales. You know, there's always everything's a mattress sale or a car sale. That's that's how we celebrate holidays or at least acknowledge them. It's the Columbus, it's a Memorial Day sale. It's the 4th of July. It's Columbus Day white sale. White? What you mean, white, sucker? So anyway, do whatever you want to do. Celebrate whatever you want to celebrate. Except I don't see any indigenous people. Once there's indigenous people sales at the stores, and I don't mean like in Sedona where there's always indigenous people sales because they always sell the same stuff, which I love. When you go out and get the, you know, when you get all Except the, here's the, problem, the trinkets and, and lotions indigenous, and potions. It could be indigenous to anywhere. Correct. Not necessarily American Indian. That is correct. So if we are talking, we are in the United States. At this hour, I believe. It's I still believe. official. Yes. yes. <laughs> still the United States. So if we are in the United States, we shouldn't be calling it indigenous people because we're referring to the people that were here first. Not so, necessarily first. The people that were here, the Native Americans that were here when Columbus allegedly got here and then 
and then wiped out all the indigenous people so well, that he could alleged. take I over. Mean, he did do that. I know but... he did, but so the indigenous people yeah. wiped out the people that were before them or True. whatever was here. Yeah, no, I mean, it is. You it, want to go it's... all the way back to the dinosaurs and when we wiped out the dinosaurs well... because we had delicious Bronto burgers when we learned from Fred? <laughs> did we learn anything from Fred Flintstone? A comet kind of Brontosauruses, we ate them. Once man, once Adam and Eve ate that damn apple and then banged each other senseless back in the day. I'm going way, way back, back in the time. Okay. And then so you had Adam and Eve were supposedly the first two people, right? A man and a woman. But they weren't here before the dinosaurs. No, they were after the dinosaurs. Yeah. So once they ate the apple, once they ate the apple, they both said, shit, this is an apple. I need some meat, bitch. Uh-huh. And then they had sex, which was their the way, you know, and then they... Uh, well, there was some meat there. Involved. Well, of course, a lot of meat on the bone. <laughs> you understand Eve was thick with two C's at the end, Robin. Hey. <laughs> because the bone is for the dog. The meat is for the man. And then we learn that before we had boats and we can go over and start taking over other islands and countries, like the Dutch, the Spaniards, the Brits... The Romans, the Vikings, everybody who can have a boat. See, before they had boats, the Chinese. Genghis Khan had to go walk across different countries and take over. With elephants. Oh, my. So before we had boats and could come over and take over America from whatever, whoever was living here at the time, we had people walking across continents. Play action room. I am so confused. Ancient <laughs> aliens has messed me all up. <laughs> You're not getting a better breakdown. Of what's happening in the world today, not just in the NFL, but on Indigenous People Day. <laughs> this is way too much fun for a Monday. Yes, it really is. See what happens when the Cowboys lose three weeks in a row. Everybody's upset, and then the Cowboys lose, and then most of the rest of America is like, oh, good, the Cowboys lost. Screw them. You know what else? It's also really nice for Tony not to be in as much pain as he has been for the last several weeks, months, actually. And that has nothing to do with football or I selections know, or any but of that man, stuff. Man, it, it is a difference. The Tony Bruno is almost back to 100%. Well, almost. Almost. Mentally, I'm, I've been the same. I uh, know. It's just the pain. <laughs> no, haven't. I haven't got time for the pain, as the great Carly well, Simon once it, sang, Robin. It, it's, it's been people, people that live with chronic pain. Completely understand. Yeah, I'm not it, the only person, and it, I'm not some victim. It's, you know, uh, I'm not a victim. Oh my God, poor Tony. I, I'm not Elizabeth Warren. No. I mean, I've actually had bad things happen in my life, and I don't have to lie about them. But, but uh, you can do whatever you want. When you run for office, you can say whatever the hell you want. When you live in the real world, like I do, lying is uh, pretty easy to be. Uh, oh, I lie all the time. You, yeah, but you lie, but you're, you're not running a country, or you're not running for the country. You're talking about your own personal. No, life. no, you know, you know what it is. I don't lie. It's artistic license, Tony. Exactly. Anyway, let's get it back to the okay, foot. I can't get my stupid stream chat up here, Robin. That's why oh, I'm like. Let me go help you. Vamping. Jesus. Where's the Twitch stream on here? This is an outrage. How's everyone doing? We're doing all right, Nick. Let's make some noise. Come on. I know, I know. Gardner Minshew's down there making a lot of noise. Just relax on the bench. Enjoy the paydays, and God bless you, Nick. God bless you, Nick Foles. Speaking of Nick Foles, of course, a lot of people here in the Delaware Valley, the Philadelphia area, once again, failing to making excuses without using reasons. And the reasons are why things happen. Things happen, not excuses. The Dallas Cowboys have reasons now why they lost to the Jets yesterday. 
why they've lost three in a row. Just like the Eagles have reasons why they can't put a complete game together and fall behind early. And so you can use the reasons and say this, is, this contributed to us losing, us being the teams we're talking about, as opposed to excuses on why a team loses or doesn't win a game it's supposed to. And that's the one problem that people have a – that's the one thing that people have a problem dissecting. In sports where you have 40, 53 players on a roster and a sport where one play runs at a time, one person makes a mistake, one person doesn't do the right thing, and it affects the entire team. That's pretty much the way it is in most sports, but in football it's magnified because a possession is valuable. Every possession, whether it's the first or the last – and so if your team doesn't have clutch players who can make plays when they are asked to make plays, each one of those magnifies. If you're a coach, and I'm going to break down the Eagles, Doug Peterson, the coach this morning, now, of course, is already bulletin board material, apparently, because Doug Peterson this morning in his day after post-mortem talked about, you know, his team's going to be good. We're going to be ready. Dallas is a great football team, blah, 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 and we're going to go to Dallas to win. Now, of course, just like some guy named Josh Brown, who no one knew even played for the Philadelphia Eagles, including most of his teammates, makes an idiotic comment. I keep saying Josh Brown. It's Zach Brown. Not Zach Brown of the Zach Brown band. He doesn't do anything stupid. He makes a lot of money and people love him. Zach Brown, the former Washington Redskin cast-off, who I believe had one tackle in a game yesterday where before he went out and called out Kirk Cousins, who, as I pointed out on yesterday's pregame show at Tollman Joe's, owns the Eagles. Does that mean Kirk Cousins is the best quarterback in football because he's owned the Eagles for the past few years? No, it means that he knows the Eagles' weaknesses. He's got a coach that can exploit him. And, oh, by the way, another slap to the Eagles organization. Did you see who their offensive coordinator is now in Minnesota, Robin? No, not Mike Rowe. Their offensive coordinator is the son of a former basketball guy, Ed Stefanski, who was the general manager of the 76ers, Philly guy, Penn Quaker guy. His son grows up, was actually like an intern with the Philadelphia Eagles. Stefanski's son. He works his way up to different organizations, moves up the food chain, proving that you can succeed if you start at the bottom. We're seeing a lot of it. A lot of these young coordinators become hotshot coordinators and then become head coaches. Ed Stefanski's son is the offensive coordinator of the Minnesota Vikings. Grew up in Philly. Went to school here. Eagle fan. I mean, he can name, like, Eagle rosters. But he gets the job from the Minnesota Vikings to be their offensive coordinator, and all of a sudden he goes out there and embarrasses the Eagles by realizing how bad their defense was, which everybody knew their secondary sucked. And so what did the Eagles do yesterday? They go out there and show the world just how wretched their secondary was. And with all due respect to Kirk Cousins, Kirk Cousins doesn't beat everybody like he beats the Eagles, like he can't beat the Green Bay Packers. Does that mean that he stinks? No, it means that certain players, good or bad, can go out through their careers and have the ability to just dominate one other team. And again, not not one of the throws... Not one of the throws that Kirk Cousins made was what you call a tight window throw. In other words, the ball has to be placed perfectly with a defender right near him by a, with a, within a yard. There wasn't a defender within 
20 yards of most of the balls. And I'm not taking, I'm not blaming him. I'm saying that's the smart way to do it. You know the weakness of your opponent, and you basically just keep burying them with it until they figure out a way to stop it. And the Eagles secondary in my lifetime, and I said this weeks ago, it's not just their corners who are all hurt and there's guys in there that shouldn't be playing. It starts at the linebacker. The defensive line is okay. They don't get pressure anymore for the most part. But their linebacking core and the defensive secondary for this team is the most nondescript, non-impactful part of this Philadelphia Eagles team. And I've seen a lot of really, really, really good defenses. This is one of the really, really, really bad defenses. Can they make a play every once in a while? Yes. Do they have guys who can sometimes get a sack? Yes. But if you want to look at the problems, and again, one of the reasons why this team is bad, it's because their defense, A, can't play one-on-one, B, is always out of position, C, all of the above, and they let Kirk Cousins go up and down the field and embarrass them. They were embarrassed. Despite all of that, the Eagles somehow were still in the game. And, oh, by the way, the coach who wants to go. And I love I love the, the mentality of, hey, let's go for it. We're not going to sit back here. Let's kick field goals. But yesterday, Doug Peterson's coaching was horrific. He was outcoached by Mike Zimmer and his staff. You come out on your first sequence, your first series, and you run three times and punt. You don't have the ball in the first quarter. And, oh, by the way, you trail again like you have in every single game except the Jet game. They fall behind in every game. And then they call on Carson Wentz with a very, very mediocre offense right now where the line is playing okay. They're running okay every once in a while. But their best wide receiver is a running back who never caught a pass at Penn State. He's their best receiver right now over the last four weeks. He's the only guy that's making plays. Because Carson Wentz, who hasn't had any kind of action with, they don't have a deep threat. Nelson Aguilar is a waste. Run deep and hopefully you get some. He doesn't. He, he doesn't. He can never get separation. So when I said on the Twitter, if you if your wide receivers can't get separation and your cornerbacks can't get close enough to defend somebody, that's your main problem. But in this town, and pretty much in every town, it always goes back to the quarterback because the quarterback makes the most money. And so the Carson Wentz haters come out. I'm no Carson Wentz lapdog. If he plays a horrible game, I'll say it. But the same people who were complaining about the Jets game, where he only he didn't throw for over 200 yards and they won 31 to seven, are complaining about, yeah, Carson was terrible yesterday, man. When's this guy going to step up? Did you watch the game? Carson Wentz is the least of the worries on this team. Carson Wentz is the only player on this team who is a franchise-type player. Fletcher Cox obviously has had a great career, but he's not the same and hopefully gets better each week. They don't have Jack, Zach Ertz, very good tight end. But when you got guys realizing that if you try to stop Zach Ertz and there's nobody else that scares you, the Vikings' defense was good. So they ran into a good defense on the road, really couldn't run the ball, really had no receivers that stepped up, and had a horrible coaching decision from Jump Street. That's why the Eagles lost. Those are not excuses. Those are legitimate reasons why you don't win football games. And the fact that you can't jump on top of somebody other than the Jets makes it that much more difficult for your quarterback, whoever it is. Look what happened last night in the Dallas game. Dallas fell behind big. Nobody expected the Jets to come out there and just torch them. And what did the Cowboys do in Dak Prescott? They had to go out there and overcompensate. And, oh, by the way, 
They lost a couple of offensive linemen. They lost their top receiver. They lost players. And what happens when you lose your stud players? If you have stud players like the Cowboys did, you have to get other guys to step up. And the Cowboys didn't last night. And that's why they lost, even though they valiantly came back and had a chance to be in the game. Just like the Eagles came back and had a chance, except for dropped balls four more yesterday, the fact that they couldn't run the football effectively, the fact that Miles Sanders is a better receiver than he is a running back, and these are the reasons. So you're going to cry about, oh, the, the, you know, the Eagles, man, they're, they're not as good as they were. This isn't 2017 anymore. But for all of you who say Carson Wentz, man, he's just, he hasn't had one good game in his career, man. The guy's just terrible. What are they thinking about with this guy? You don't know football if you don't watch Carson Wentz and watch the entire games instead of highlights or your fantasy wire to figure out if he got you any fantasy points. That's what's, that's what's really screwed up, the way we watch football. We watch football, many people, just to see how many fans. In fact, they run it on the bottom scroll. Fantasy. Fantasy quarterbacks. Here. <clears throat> and you look at the corner, fantasy quarterbacks who get the points. They're the guys that throw for 500 yards and lose. But fans don't care about that. Fantasy people don't care about results or the the scores of games. They only care about their particular player, how he did that day, while totally disregarding the most important part of why these games are played, to win and lose. And fantasy's great for those people who would like to get it. Hey, a deep thinker, I get it. Congratulations. Played fantasy your whole damn life every second of every day. Damn. Jesus. What so is, anyway, that's enough. I isn't know. that sound weird? No, I like it. It sounded like there was a uh, like somebody had a uh, like a ringer. No, not a ringer. Were like those a, things like a tambourine a... in the background? Yeah, there was like a tambourine man. Speaking of tambourine man, Sir Twenty Deep. Sr. Is it Sir Twenty Deep? I'm I'm just I I'm making it up. Oh, that's what I do. If it looks like something, that's what I'm going to say. So if you want it to be uh, said out loud a different way, you need to spell it out for me because I'm just going to say it like I see it. That's how come um, Jolly Roger, until he told me that it was Jolly Roger, it looked like Jilly Girl to me. And I know a Jilly Girl. I know. That's who I thought it was at first. Speaking of the birds, no, not the eagles. Nobody's saying go birds. Remember this song, Robin? I do. The birds, B-Y-R-D. Birds. It did make me jump, though. The knocking? Yes. I'm not sleepy. Oh, the, the ding, jingle, jangle morning. I'll come following you. Nobody follows anybody with a tambourine. And then this is another great tambourine song. Remember this one? Uh, okay. <laughs> wait a minute, wait a minute, Rob. Oh, God, he's missed those. Listen while I play my damn green tambourine. I gotta play air tambourine now for the first time, Robin. Listen while I play. Let me see the tambourine. My green tambourine. No. Do you have to do that? Can't you just do it? No, you gotta tap it. You don't just shake it. When you get that consistent, listen. 
not the tambourine. Yes, it is. You're holding the tambourine. When you shake the tambourine, it's a different sound. My green tambourine. <laughs> that was. That was your first air tambourine. The lemon pipers. Isn't that a drink? <laughs> I love a good lemon pipe. Tony's correct. I am correct. You've seen a tambourine. You don't just you shake a tambourine when you just want Search. generic tambourine. When you want Search. a specific yeah, no, tambourine, no, 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 you tap it, it. But that didn't sound like any of the little jingle jangles were jingling at all. Yeah, listen. Oh, yeah, no, I heard it. Okay, 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 I heard it. I could hear it there. This was a stoner song back in the day. Back when I was doing dropping acid and uh, tried to smoke weed but fell asleep. Wait, 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 wait. wait You've actually done acid before? It'll be in the book, Robin. No, 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 no. I thought that you'd only tried weed, that you hadn't tried any of the other, like you didn't. I told you I did acid one night unexpectedly. Oh, no, I don't think I remember this. Yeah, I didn't. I didn't voluntarily do it. Somebody handed it to me and said, "Take this." Oh, oh, this was at the in uh, Indiana. Yeah, in Indiana. Exactly. No, you did tell me that story. All right, was... enough about the weed and the dopes and drugs and stuff okay. like that. Um, I have a request though. Uh, <laughs> Any more tambourine those? songs that we missed? Uh, so <laughs> now I can say it the way it looks: Druies, nineteen seventy-one. But I think it's D. Ruiz. I think it is D. Ruiz. He said, he asked me to say my name, Miss Robin. Not Carlos say Ruiz, of course, the great chooch. Say my name. And speaking of baseball, we'll get into that. But back to football. So anyway, I gave you my take on the Eagles. It's not a take. It's an opinion. The Eagles don't have big-time playmakers right now on defense and even on offense. And the fact that now Deshaun Jackson may not even be ready for the Dallas game is an even bigger concern. Because the bottom line is, Oh, Since Deshaun yeah. Jackson has not been able to play, the Eagles have had, had not had any kind of legitimate deep threat. Oh, wait, wait, wait. Their that drafting the has been bad. Sorry. Interruption, what? City. You just had a block head, and then they carved it out, and then you had a mask. It was very cool. Did you miss it? Yeah, I missed it. Oh, Can we replay it? Oh, no. It's just behind. Oh, you missed it behind you, too. No. Oh, there it is. There it is. Watch it live. Watch oh, it live. I like that. No, watch it. Oh. I'm, I, I can't. It's not on there. Oh, there it is. It's on again. It's not a blockhead. It looks like somebody's face mess. Like, who is that? So it was a big block of stone. There it is. Look at it now. See, it's a big block oh, it's of a stone. piece of tile. Oh, you missed. Was you... it travertine? I don't know what kind of tile. Was it marble, granite, travertine? So was when it you the... move out of the sh the center shot of your camera, uh -huh. it loses the. So uh, it goes from a piece of tile into an actual. No, no, no sculpted... like it was a, It was like a three D. Like it was. It was a full block of marble and then they carved out that well, i mean that's what the italians did i mean yeah. the greatest sculptors of all time so for the sorry for the there's way too many interruptions i'm sorry tony keeps trying to get back to sports which is unusual for him what do you mean i'm, I'm, I'm <laughs> this is the intersection of sports and everything else that's relevant in our lives so anybody that's tuning in for the first time 
Uh, that is called a face mask. If you are a subscriber, ah. then you can... Is that a 15-yard penalty or the five-yard variety? I don't know. There but are, there's, you... on, there's only one face mask. There's no more five-yard face, just intentionally hitting the face. If, if you are a subscriber, then you can also do a face mask on Tony for a couple of bits and bits, and we appreciate all the different things that you do, whether it's a walk-on or a face mask or if you just donate bits. Uh, it helps us out tremendously, and we love you for it. Wow. Okay, let's get back to this. S. Falcon, uh, our buddy Steve in Detroit says, it's you, Robin, that's interrupting. I know. I totally, I I, I don't I mind admit interruptions. It. I admit it. Quintus interrupt this is, is one of the big problems, so we don't want any of that to happen on this show. So anyway, let's get it back. So we gave you the story. Everybody knows Cowboys are playing like crap. The Eagles are playing like crap. And... I don't think there's some magic wand that you can wave over these two teams and say, oh, you know, Dallas are losing important guys. Their offensive line is important. Amari Cooper is important. You lose important players, the other guys aren't as good. Sometimes they step up like the Eagles did in 2017. This year, the depth isn't there, and the Eagles are mediocre on defense. In other words, sometimes... Make a good, and sometimes, as someone once said, sometimes it may be good, sometimes it may be shit. Exactly. That's how it works in everything you do in life. We got a big Monday night football action. Mr. Monday night will be taking his road show, the doubleheader Monday, uh, Robin. I almost called you Harry. I called Harry Robin last week. No, you had one where you called everybody the wrong name and then you made some up. No, but it was good because everybody that was there was included. I just didn't have it in the right order. You know what I'm saying? I mentioned everybody in the room, just not in the particular order. That was... uh, Two days after your surgery, so you were you were uh, heavily Cody, medicated. Heavily medicated. Heavily medicated. Tony was fun. <laughs> Everybody had a blast. If you missed out on that was Friday. Do you think I remember what day anything is anymore, Robin? It was Friday night. If you missed out, uh, go back and look at the replay. It was quite quite good, quite funny. We were at Parks Casino. Yeah, that was a lot of fun. It was a lot of fun. I think we're going to be there again Wednesday night, right? Yes, we are. This is going to be one of those uh, weeks we work, well, starting like. We might as well just sleep in the car. Yeah. We might as well get one of those. We need to get one of those NFL blue tents. Because, you know, the thing about them, they just pull right up and go up. You know, they don't have to worry about pitching that tent. I hate, yeah. It's just basically, it's, it, Pitch, it's, it's collapsible. And they just pick it up and then the whole thing comes over us. That's cool. If I'm a bum and I got to live on the streets, which could happen maybe in the next couple of years, depending on what happens to the economy uh-huh. and my 401k, I may get one of those. Isn't that easy instead of you know having to put stakes, stakes, spikes in the ground, stakes, and then putting up a tent? You just get that some bitch. You, you just, just pull, pull it up. It up boom. That, yeah, no, I agree. So anyway, uh, tonight we are going to be at Landmark Americana. Yes, as we are every Monday night. And guess right. what's going to happen tonight at the show live? Oh, I know. It's the big Dallas night. Somebody in the audience is going to be going to Dallas for Sunday night. A lot of Eagles fans went to Minnesota, mm-hmm. and now people want to go to Dallas. Yes. Cowboy fans and Eagle fans pretty much both saying, man, I don't even know if I want to go to the game anymore. But they will. By the time they the will. week, oh, yeah. uh, you know, by, by the time we get into the week, so if you, the normal vitriol, the tomfoolery, yes. But you must be present to win. That's right. If you want to go to Dallas, a hotel included, and tickets to the game yes. in Jerry's house. So all you have to do is get yourself there. and Because uh, tonight, there would be the last you've qualifiers. Driven, you've actually driven that. It's not that bad. No, you can do it. We're not, we're not including airfare. No. That's but, hey, we got two tickets 
at a hotel right near the yes. stadium. Nice Not hotel. like way out in bum, you know what, Texas. Not all the way out there <laughs> no. out in the boondocks. And Philly Godfather will be in uh, he will be present there. He's going to be he there. He will be in the house in, in the, the flesh house. tonight. Yes. So, so that's tonight, Landmark Americana. It's going to be awesome. And tomorrow, Tuesday, uh, regular show. One to four. One to four, except you, afterwards, you have to go. You're going to be making an appearance at a special uh, function. Exactly. It's, it's not a it's Not, not a the conjunction, thing. not the consumption junction. But I'm not gonna, at that place. Though. And guess what? But I do watch it every once in a while. It's pretty good I mean, quality. This is, this is <laughs> going to be highly unusual for you. You are going to be surrounded by some of your favorite people. Lawyers. <laughs> lots and lots of Could lawyers. get ugly there. Like, I don't know. It could get ugly there. All right. So, we should be, <laughs> so that should be interesting. Then Wednesday... We are doing a regular show, and I'm actually talking to Parks to see if we will do our regular Twitch show from up there as well so that we don't have to cut off early and break. To, and break then Thursday, the doubleheader, yeah. where we go back so out to bleachers after we do the daytime show and head out to King of Prussia Screwballs. and head out bleachers? To st- yeah, I don't even know where I got bleachers from. Where did that come from? I don't even know. I've never <laughs> even been to a bleachers. <laughs> No idea. I'm like, bleachers? What the hell are you talking about? Screwballs, Thursday night. You've been under the bleachers. But I know. But, yes, yeah, Screwballs, Thursday. So it's the regular doubleheader there. And then Friday, uh, Friday, no, regular show, um, just the Into the Night show. That's Friday. That's Friday night. Then Saturday. And then Saturday, oh. back to Parks. And then Sunday, back to Tollman oh. Joe's for the, remember, Eagles Sunday night football against the Cowboys. We will be at Tollman Joe's. This is a lot of information for people to absorb. I know. Even I for to, me. I have been talking about, I mean, the problem <laughs> is, is that I, I'm always on the move. I don't have time to be doing these things on the computer. Damn it, Robin. Actually, but I, I've been kept saying that I was going to put a schedule, a schedule, schedule. on the Twitch We're going seven days. We're going hard. Seven days a week. I need an intern. That's what I need. No, you I don't, need, Robin. I need an intern. No, you that don't need an intern. To, yes, I do. All right, man, as long as it's female. I don't want some dorky young dude in here. I don't care who I it need is. a female as long as he intern. Can work a computer. You know, all these beautiful women on television are smart, too. They, you don't just see women on television because you can't fake it anymore. If you're a woman and you're doing sports, whether you're sidelines or whether you do it, and you see it on all these uh-huh. pick shows, you see it, they're really smart women. Yep. And attractive smart women. Yes. Which is, is the double whammy of good. Good whammy, not bad whammies. This is why I am not a sideline reporter, even though I do work in the sporting world, is that I don't know my sports well enough, so I can't exactly. fake it. I, will, I refuse to fake it, Tony. I'm always 100% real. And yes, this is real. Uh, Jonathan Tanner for Prez, for Prez. Is this actually live? Yes, we are live. We are live. Excuse me while I whip this exactly. out. <laughs> so anyway, that's the latest. So we, well, we'll keep you up to date on it. So today, the double, every day is a doubleheader day here. Well, everybody else is trying to find ways not to work and sponge off the government. I'm still trying to find ways to sponge off the government and work at the same time. Have it's an noticed, unusual way to, to, to deal with things, Robin. If you've noticed, Tony likes doing two things at the same time. Well, exactly. Lot. I mean, come on. Shoots at the same time, man. How many? Two chicks at the same time. Right, just keep it that way, or as many as possible. Anyway, we got Monday Night Football. Mr. Monday Night will make a selection. Big game tonight, Green Bay and Detroit, or Detroit, as I like to call them. Packers coming off a couple of tough games against the Eagles where they lost at home and then beat the Cowboys. Detroit's off coming off a bye. And I got information on this game. And we got Lily now up here ready for the mis- Mr. Monday Night will not release the pick on the show. We will release it later on. I know. You haven't even made them yet, have you? 
I mean, well, you make one pick. You've, you've, I know, but you've been ruminating. Yes, I've been, I've been marinating, ruminating, not ejaculating much because you know I got a problem and I got to wait a couple days. That's what the doctor says. I always do what the doctor tells me, but I prefer to do what the nurse tells me. I know. But the nurse has not been around lately, especially well, the wet you know. nurse. You know what I'm saying? The worst. The the nurse is listening to the doctor on this one. Uh, <clears throat> well, there's a bleachers in Florida that I went to. There's a bunch of bars named bleachers. I, but uh, it was so out of left field. Murphy's Bleacher in Chicago, right outside of Wrigley Field. I don't even know if that's there anymore. That's a great bar in Wrigleyville. Anyway, let's get back to football. So what do we learn after week six, Robin, other than the Eagles and Cowboys are both not Super Bowl contenders at this particular time? What did we learn today? We also learned that the Niners are legit and the best team in the NFC right now. And, there's, and again, right now means like this week. But they've been that way for the first six weeks. They had a bye, but they're 5-0, and and they're a strong 5-0. and They're not like a shaky 5-0 and where they're lucky to win this game or that game. What do you think changed, Tony? Nothing changed. They got a great coaching staff. They got rid of the dreck that they had there before, Chip mm-hmm. Kelly. Once they got Chip Kelly out of there and, and the, the organization started making great moves, they got Jimmy Garoppolo, you know, and, and they've got great – Brita. You look at the young talent on They got a lot of young talent. They got a great underrated defense that nobody talks about. And what did they do yesterday? Statement game. I picked the Rams, but, you know, while everybody's talking about the Rams – about the Eagles and the Cowboys not looking great. There's a lot of teams not looking great right now. How about the Kansas City Chiefs? And you know nobody loves their quarterback more than I do. Nobody loves that kid. But he's been shaky the last couple of weeks. You know why? Because teams are figuring out ways to slow them down. And the Chiefs, last two weeks, looked like a good team, an explosive team, but they also look like a team that's beatable. So if you're the if you're the uh, the New England Patriots, clearly the best team in, in the in the AFC, and you can say in football because they're the defending Super Bowl champs. But right now in the AFC, teams like the San Diego Chargers have shit the bed. The Tennessee Titans are so bad they benched Marcus Mariota, a guy that people in this city wanted the Eagles to lose games for to go be able to move up and draft him. So Marcus Mariota, his his star is fading. The Chargers and their quarterback, Phillip Rivers, going through a miserable year. And they're playing in a stadium that's a little soccer stadium in Carson, right off the 405 there, where 90% of the fans in their own stadium had Pittsburgh Steeler gear on last night. And there was a controversy from that game, too. So the Chargers, who, by the way, have no reason to bitch about anything. Remember, they moved out of San Diego. They moved back to L.A., not having a legitimate stadium to play in because Jack Murphy Stadium down there, Qualcomm, whatever they called it, wasn't a good enough stadium for them in San Diego. So they got sucked into L.A. because the Rams, you know, remember, L.A. needed a football team. They had no football teams. The Rams moved out. The Chargers moved to San Diego. The Raiders moved out. So then, of course, instead of just taking one team and working on that, they decided to get two teams. The Rams, when they're good, the fans will support them. When they suck, they won't. And, of course, the Chargers have zero support. And when I say zero, it's very, very minuscule. It's pretty sad, actually. Thank it's you not like the Pittsburgh Steelers were lighting the world on fire. They suck, too, for the first couple. They lose Ben, and then the 
Mason Rudolph looked like he was okay. Then he got knocked out. Then they bring in their third-string quarterback from Samford. And that kid looked good last night. But I had the stat on that game. The quarterback, Delvin Hodges from Samford. And I'm actually probably the only person listening to this or on television or radio who hasn't lived in Birmingham who's actually been to Samford University. Samford University is a small school in Birmingham, Alabama. Doesn't get any attention. They got UAB. They got the Crimson Tide of Alabama. They got, you know, they got a lot of football down there. But this kid, Devlin Hodges, they call him Duck. It's not really a good nickname. He goes out there in San Diego last night, does a great job. And here's the stat that I should have given Luigi before he picked the Chargers. I told him I didn't like the Chargers. He's not a happy camper today. Devlin Hodges, quarterbacks, by the way, in their first career starts against the spread are 7 and 0 make it 8 and 0 so delvin hodges devlin hodges had the odds on his favor first career start obviously as an underdog you don't have to win the game but you're 7 and 0 against the spread well he won the game in his first career start to make it 8 and 0 against the spread for first career starting quarterbacks in their first games, and whether they're a winner, whether they're a favorite or an underdog, they cover the number. He's the eighth consecutive first-time starting quarterback who covered the number and won the game on top of it. The Chargers are a team now that is headed in a wrong direction, and they're going to be a part of that new billion-dollar stadium yeah. in Englewood, and they can't put 25, 30,000 real fans in a little soccer stadium without having most of the stadium be the opposition, what are they going to do in that stadium in Englewood when it opens next year? The Rams are going to be there, and if the Rams uh, start going downhill, it's not like Vegas where the Raiders are going to play because in Vegas there's so many tourists there. You know, I know L.A. is a big city, but you know I've lived in L.A. 11 years. You were there a long time. If the teams aren't good... The people aren't showing up. Well, the, 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 the major difference is that Vegas... The tourists will go out and watch a football the, game in that stadium. But it, it's Even also, if they're not Raider fans. It's a destination location to see a game. So the opposing team's fans will go there to be able to see a game played against the Raiders no matter but what. But the Raider fans will travel, too. They'll get yeah. the short... They'll take on the short plane ride. They were gone from... Remember, we would and, see them every and weekend. the Raiders have stayed fans even when they suck... Exactly. Hugely. So, so they're going to have a new stadium. And the thing about that stadium in Vegas is that the Raiders will use it. And because there's so many Raider fans and non-Raider fans, they'll travel to Vegas oh, yeah. for the weekend, make a weekend. Now, L.A. is a big tourist destination, but people don't do tourism to go to L.A. to no. go to sporting events. No. You know, Vegas, you go to casinos, you go to a show. And now you got to, you're going to have a state-of-the-art facility. They're going to get the Super Bowl in the regular rotation. The, the problem with the Rams situation, the, the L.A. Stadium, now it's going to pay for itself because they got the Olympics coming up and they'll use it for a lot of other things. But the Chargers going into that stadium next year with Phillip Rivers looking like he's near the end with that team, Melvin Gordon. Yeah, how much money are you going to get now, Melvin? With guys asking for ridiculous amounts of money, and now your team looks awful. I feel bad for Anthony Lynn. I don't think Anthony Lynn or... Philip Rivers will be playing or coaching in that new stadium next year in Los Angeles. Now, Wagsid has a um, Wagsid, yes, Wagsid, asking if the the XFL will be playing there as well. Yes, of course. Yeah. Now, I don't know how many people the XFL are going to put in there, but it's going to be a multi-purpose facility. It's not going to be a football stadium where there's only right. 10, 12, 16 games played it between two teams. 
But anyway, how about this story back to San Diego? So in an attempt to rickroll fans of the Pittsburgh Steelers at the start of the fourth quarter last night in that game that I turned off, although it turned out to be a pretty decent game, you know what the rain? You know what they did in that stadium? What did they do? They pissed off Charger fans and players. Well, there aren't any Charger fans. The opening of Renegade by Sticks. You know the song Renegade? Yeah. Can we play that? Uh, I'll find it. Can you fly? put that up there right now? So the opening of the song Renegade by Sticks, which the Steelers are using as their adopted anthem now, blared over the loudspeakers at the stadium now called Dignity Health Sports Park with the full intention of morphing it into a much lampooned 1980s song, Never Gonna Give You Up by Rick, Rick Astley, which we play a lot. Right. However, when they heard the opening of Renegade, fans of the visiting Steelers, who were quite numerous, very loud, and very thrilled with a 24-10 lead at the half, cranked it up a notch. It was crazy, Melvin Gordon told the Los Angeles Times. They started playing their theme music. I don't know what we were doing. That little soundtrack, what they do on their home games, I don't know why we played that. I don't know what that was. Don't do that at our stadium. It already felt like it was their stadium. I don't understand that. Offensive lineman Forrest Lamp, not Forrest Gump. Or you can run, Forrest, run. We're used to not having any fans here. It does suck, though, that when they're playing their music in the fourth quarter, we're the ones at home. I don't know who's in charge of that, but that prob- that they should probably be fired. Wow. At least their coach, Anthony Lynn, doesn't believe the music blaring over the PA system had anything to do with the Sunday 24-17 loss that dropped the Chargers to 2-4. and four. The crowd doesn't play, Lynn said. If anything, I thought the crowd brought a lot of energy to the stadium. That DJ is 200% fired today, says Trevor from the oh, yeah. <laughs> Speaking of firing, Tony, a little while ago there was a question for you since you didn't, you were you were kind of out of commission during the whole Kapler firing, and they wanted to know your opinion My on opinions it. have been expressed all over the intranet. No, he was a scapegoat. They had to fire somebody. So they fired the pitching coach, and they fired him, and then the three stooges came out, the owner, the general manager, and the guy who sits in an office and no one knows what he does, but he's been around a long time, and they brought him in a few years ago, so he's not in danger of being fired. We know what the problem is. It's a bad organization. Did they make some moves that they're hoping? Yeah, they made the, the Harper move was good. They made a couple of good trades, and they had a lot of injuries. Those are not excuses. Those are also reasons. They lost McCutcheon. That was also a reason, not an excuse. But the problem is, then they start throwing Gabe Kapler under the bus a couple of days after they fire him, and the owner, John Middleton, wearing his Lacoste shirt. You know, you know you're know, you rich and you're white privilege when you got the white Lacoste golf shirt and then uh-huh. you put a sport coat over it. Oh. Not the old button-down, not the real crispy white tie you know, white shirt uh-huh. with a nice tie. You got to go golf shirt and sport coat. Probably khakis and probably dockers or docksiders or some other fancy smancy boat type person deal. And there's nothing wrong with boat people. I used to be one of those. I was in the Marielle. I think you have a little bit of boat envy right now. <laughs> <laughs> I'm seeing it. I'm feeling it. So anyway, I blame the whole organization. Matt Clentak ridiculous I mean it's a mess are the Phillies when you look at the Eagles you know their organization won a Super Bowl you give them credit but now all of a sudden 
Brandon Lee Galton, who's a great, great football guy here in town, who does a lot of breakdown of games. He had a great breakdown today on the Eagles and what the problems were. And there are a lot of them. You know, people knocking Carson Wentz, back to that. Carson Wentz is the only legitimate superstar now on this team. Only only one. Now, Zach Ertz is a very good player. Fletcher Cox. In other words... Who's the, who's the, the guy that made the first his very first touchdown uh, on Sunday's game? Miles, Miles Sanders. He's not a superstar. He's a first-year player. I know, but he looked really, really good. No, he, he's a running back that's supposed to run the football. He's now a running back who catches the football, and he happens to be the Eagles' best receiver, so good for him. I'm not not I'm saying when you look at this, you know how you do the Pro Bowl? Right now the Eagles have no Pro Bowlers. Pro Bowlers, you get at least one. Maybe they'll put Fletcher Cox in because he's been in there every year. You know, maybe one of their offensive linemen goes in. My point is that all the people who are knocking Carson Wentz as if they had somebody better and they think Nick Foles would have been doing better mm-hmm. with this cast of offensive characters, it's just cluelessness. I love Nick Foles. I was wearing my Nick Foles shirt yesterday watching the game. To suggest that if Nick Foles were allowed and the Eagles had paid him a gazillion dollars to stay, that the Eagles would be playing better right now and benching Carson Wentz, who, oh, by the way, what did he do yesterday, Robin? What did he do? This is horrible for a lot of people. Carson Wentz, 26 for 40, 306 yards, two touchdowns, and a garbage interception at the end of the game when they were just sending everybody at him, and he threw the ball up, and it got picked off. 65% completion, 7.7 yards per attempt, and four more dropped passes in crucial times, and a clueless head coach who called one of the worst game plans ever, and a clueless defensive coordinator who knew that Kirk Cousins had success against them, and also who knew that the Eagles were 1-9-1 against the spread on Sunday, 1 o'clock starts. That was the stat that I gave out yesterday at Tollman Joe's of why I didn't think the Eagles were going to win the game. Because the Eagles, against the spread, they've won games at 1 o'clock, but against the spread, they're one win, nine losses, one push in their last, now one win, ten losses, and one push against the spread, the point spread number, in their last 13 games that start at 1 o'clock. So all the all the everybody loves to use stats when it, it's in their favor. The bottom line is Kirk Cousins played well against them every single time, no matter whether it was in Washington or with the with the Minnesota Vikings. But the problem is the guys that they've been drafting are not fast in a league where everybody's got to be fast. They don't have anybody, especially the receivers, AJ, JJ Arthago Whiteside. I've been saying this for weeks. You drafted this guy in the second round. You lose players all around him, and he can't even get on the field? You're seeing rookie wide receivers everywhere step in and make an impact. This guy can't even get on the field on a team that desperately, desperately needs somebody to step up. And they don't. That's one of the reasons, not excuses. There's a lot of reasons why a team goes wrong and can't win games. The first reason is they fall behind everybody except the Jets. You fall behind everybody every week, and then you got to play comeback every single week. I don't care what team you are, except the Patriots. But, again, the Patriots beat the teams they're supposed to. The Eagles lost to Atlanta, and, oh, that Atlanta loss is really bad now. It, is, it was a bad loss. It was on the road on a Sunday night. The Detroit loss at home. Was that as bad a loss now that the Detroit Lions look like they're a really decent team and they're going to play Monday night football tonight? 
So you can't base it on what happened three weeks ago. Just like you can't base when the Cowboys were 3-0 and that they were going to run the table and be the NFC East champs. <clears throat> Just like when the Eagles <clears throat> excuse me, were 1-2 and and people were like, oh, my God. Oh, I'm worried about this Detroit game. I'm worried about this, uh, this Jets game now. It's a week-to-week ordeal. And that's what makes it fun for a lot of people and gut-wrenching for the rest of us. I just watch the games and get excited like anybody else. Exactly. Without, if you, and again, I love Nick Foles. What, the, what was Nick Foles not? He was not mobile. The plays that Carson Wentz was making when he was under duress during this entire season, when he's ducking away from obvious sacks, when he's spinning around and making good throws, People don't see that. They only see, oh, he, I, I had him in my fantasy. And Carson, you didn't give me enough fantasy points. That's why I had to go with Kirk Cousins. Kirk Cousins gave me fantasy points. Carson, you're not getting me enough fans. Zach Ertz, why, why are you not catching the ball more? You had 162,000 catches last year. You're killing my fantasy team. There are very few quarterbacks that would have the pocket presence of Carson Wentz. Very few. This guy's a Houdini back there. And without that ability, they would have gotten crushed every week. He would be out injured if he didn't have the ability to, to, to evade that kind of stuff. So stop it with the Carson Wentz crap. Jesus. Learn the goddamn game. Learn how it's played. I get it. You don't like Carson Wentz. Then don't watch the games and bitch. Don't watch if you don't like the guy. And then when I say, what's your option? It's just like me when I was saying I didn't like the process with the Sixers. And they said to me, what's the option? I said, how about trying to win games? That's an option. How about not defrauding your fans by putting out an inferior product and asking people to pay regular season prices? That was my problem with the product. Did I have an answer? I know one thing. I could have done the same thing Sam Hinkie did and go sign a bunch of scrubs off the street and go out there and purposely lose. It's ridiculous. You think Carson Wentz is a... Or the other thing is, his, his teammates don't like him. Carson Wentz is... You can tell his teammates don't like him, Robin. Can you tell? Oh, yeah. Totally. His teammates should be sucking him dry at the 50-yard line. Then again, that it's would a, cause a problem because he's such a deeply religious guy, and I don't think he would like that. It's, it's his, bullshit. His, I mean, you his see receivers them. should be giving them his, their paychecks. Those people should be giving him their paychecks. This, oh, you don't like him. Nick Falls would do. Nick Falls would do. And listen. Anybody that knows body language, everybody loves him on the team. You can tell. They all love him. Again, this isn't about whether they love him or not. But to just make blanket statements like, you can see it out there. The players don't respond to him. They don't like him. They're dropping the ball because... When it hits their hands, they think they think immediately. That's Carson Wentz throwing me that ball. He threw it a little too hard. Maybe, maybe, maybe he should throw it softer. I don't like that. He hurt my hands with that ball. He hit me in the hands and it hurt a little bit. That they don't like him for that, Robin. The same players, oh by the way, who go into the tunnel and have a machine that shoots footballs at him at super high velocity. To help them catch balls. Oh, really? I didn't yes. know that. You, you haven't seen the machines where they put the football in and with two tires and it shoots it out? No. <sighs> There's a lot of these things that I don't know, Toby. This is how come I like listening to you because you <laughs> teach me. 
And you should know it. It's called the jugs machine, Robin. Now, in baseball, they have the jugs oh, machine. because I'm a woman, I should know what a jugs machine is? If I had heard the term and you had asked me what a jugs machine is, I would not have guessed. Now, they have there's various... Absolute, there's, there's, there's no way that I would have guessed that that is a football machine. By the way, it has nothing to do... It's not just a football machine. It's a baseball. They use it for all kinds, like the pitch to little kids. They have jugs a machines. Jugs, oh, well, not Jugs Magazine. That's a different... That's a different... in a gazillion billion years, if you said, hey, Robin... If tell me what is a jugs machine, I would never have come up with anything football related. I can guarantee you that. Look up jugs machine, Robin. Okay. Put one up on the screen for everybody here. The, oh, he's receiving the ball. Does he throw a couple balls high and hard? Yes. Who doesn't? But the 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 micromanaging of whether because every throw's got to be perfect because the people who are watching games sitting at home in their underwear and scratching their crotches. They're perfect in their lives, and they're going to – and trust me, I'm far from perfect. Dude, jugs, Bob from Valley Forge. I saw a lot of jugs in downtown Nashville over the weekend. Well, I know. Well, no doubt about that. Come on, man. Looking looking at the photograph or at the video. Do we have a video? Let's post the video. Let's bring it up there. There it is. It's got two tires. Hold on, hold on. It's, it's And a microphone, it's I believe. It's no, it's two turntables and a microphone. Just at the – Every Little League field has a jugs machine. When I was out there with my kids – as one of the greatest umpires in Lower Gwinnett Township Little League baseball history, I was working the jugs machine, and I was checking out the jugs and a lot of the. I now know why it's called a jugs machine. Just taking a look at it, two round. You things. see how fast that thing? Yeah. Yeah, and that's what Odell Beckham Jr. uses to make uh, videos, and then he goes out into a game and can't catch a ball with two hands anymore with the Cleveland Browns. Even with the sticky gloves. Yeah, I mean, so are those things lobbing them little soft passes? The jugs machine. Are they are they not lot are those guys complaining when the ball's hitting their hands? Are they you see the guys, oh Carson, you threw it way too hard, bro. What's with the velocity? Essay? Just throw the ball nice. Make sure it hits me in the numbers so I can drop it then too. Like I drop it when it hits me in my hands. Jesus. Don't they have a machine that's similar to that 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 is for baseball? Yeah, but they're called jugs machines. You can put a ba- anything with two tires spinning around and you stick it in the middle, it's going to shoot it out at a okay. high velocity. You know what I'm saying? Not like the high-velocity hot dog <clears throat> shooters or the high-velocity T-shirt ones. Those are air-fired. They're not fired with, with the, the trajectory of the two tires. You know what I'm saying? They got to be slicks, though. You can't have, like, the really, really big, strong tires with the deep treads for winter and the all-winter tires. These are just smooth, white tires. They don't have to be white, and they're probably racist because they're white, but I think they find white tires cheaper. That's why they use them. Tony Bruno. Yes. Uh, People might ask, why is it called a jugs machine? It's got to be named after somebody in particular, right? Dolly Parton? I mean, who named it? (laughs) The magazine jugs? Maybe the guy who's had the great magazine jugs back in the day on the newsstand when you'd walk by? No. The machine was named Jugs Curveball Pitching Machine from the old-time baseball expression Jug Handle Curve. Not the Jug Handle Inn where they have the Tony Bruno wings. It's called the Jug Handle Curve, and that is how come it is called a jugs machine. There you have it. That's what it is. I did not know that. See? Yes. So I it's thought from it was, a I baseball thought it was, term. I thought it was an acronym. You know, somebody's names and they put it in yeah, there. Yeah, yeah. I would have thought that, you know, there's these two round things that are staring at you. 
<laughs> there was some some you know smart ass that hey it looks like a jug two jugs you know and then ninety one six it says Jake Gabe Kapler had a jugs machine built in that shoots coconut ointment out. You may have seen it in a bondage video or maybe on the beach when he was wearing his banana hammock in that very nicely tanned picture of Jake Gabe <clears throat> of Gabe. You know who's gonna miss Gabe the most? The All lady. these horny chicks who think that they're gonna, gonna get a chance to bang this guy. And listen, there's nothing wrong with that because. I see a lot of chicks that I think want to bang me, too. What is up, Gabe Kaplan? <clears throat> no, this is a no reference to how he looked or that photograph or anything. But what is? do you know what his uh, sexual preference is? He was married. He, was he married? Yeah, well, he's that married. I mean, that doesn't necessarily... No, I don't know. I don't care what his sexual preference is. I'm just curious. But curious I'm, minds I, want to know. He didn't say anything on National Coming Out Day, which was last week. Yeah, so true. It was called National Coming Out Day. meant he was fired. They told him to get out. It was National Get Out get, Day. Get out! Now, Burton Gus says, do they have jugs machine Get for out. fist ball? Get now, out. that would be something. I'm sure they do. <laughs> As Tony explained, any round object or any any ball that, well, actually anything, anything with two sides that needs to be projectiled quickly in one direction can be used at a jugs machine, in a jugs machine. Bob from Valley Forge. LMAO, yep. I stuck something in between two jugs and it had nothing to do with throwing a baseball or football. Oh! <laughs> I don't think I can say what I was just going to say. So now Google, you know, they always like to put little things on the holidays. Yes. So today, I don't know what this thing is. So today, when you look at Google, it's, it's G-O, and then the second O, it looks like a big pizza pie, but then it looks like it has... Do you understand what that thing is? It's like pies. It's, is it steaks? I don't know. It looks like frying pans... Inside of a wheel that looks like a a blade that you would put on a circular saw on the inside. So it's an orange circle. Then it's got looks looks like a little uh, blade. Then inside that blade oh. are pa- frying pans, and there's stuff falling out of the yes. frying pans. So what the like hell a, is that? It's a um, well, what's one of a cog? It's a cog wheel. Yes, but I don't get the I don't understand what it's supposed to be. Do you understand that? I don't. And why would Google put something on their front page? I do, actually. Is it indigenous people or something? No, what does it, it have is to do? in regard to Joseph Antoine Ferdinand Plateau's 218th birthday. What? Shall what? we see who he is? What? Joseph Antoine Ferdinand Plateau was a Belgian physicist and mathematician. He was one of the first people to demonstrate the illusion of a moving image. To do this, he used counter-rotating disks and repeatedly drawn images in small increments of motion. In so and and then. Oh, wait, so I'm supposed to understand that on Google. I'm supposed to understand that some concoction in the middle of the on, on Columbus Day or Indigenous Peoples Day. It's the father. That's of what they animation. Put, well, because God forbid that Google acknowledges uh, Columbus Day. Yeah, they, they acknowledge a guy that no one's that you know what well, you know what I heard when I first okay, listen. I, God bless him. But you know the first thing I thought of when I heard that name. Ferdinand the, the Bull. Fuck is that guy? Exactly, <laughs> not Ferdinand Marcos, not Ferdinand Whom Magellan. Was it Magellan's first name Ferdinand? This that's a, the only guy I've heard of their first name Ferdinand. That I've never heard of. There's a lot of great inventions. We're celebrating the invention of a guy who did animation two how many years ago? Yes. 
Yes, Magellan. Ferdinand Magellan. Ferdinand Magellan. That's a real Ferdinand. I mean, you would have navigation if you didn't have Magellan. Even though they're obsolete now because you have navigation on your phone. Well, I mean, GPS is the same thing as navigation. Jesus. And uh, I thought, whenever I think hear Ferdinand, though, because I had children during the whole Ferdinand the Bull phase. It's Ferdinand the Bull. Not Fernando, of course. No. Can you hear the drums, Fernando? Fernando. That's fun to say. <laughs> Can you hear the drums, Fernando? Wasn't that... Uh, <laughs> that was Abba. Abba, yeah. Let me play a little yeah. taste. I know it was, Robin. That's the only group you know is, is stinking Abba. It's not. This is a good Abba song, though. It is a good song. I only listen to the songs. I don't care about musicals or stupid movies made about them with cock, with cock uh, what? dudes in them. Cock dudes without cocks. What was that? It's Can you hear the drums? Yes, and there was Archduke Ferdinand as well. That's right. I was at the Archda- Archduke Ferdinand Bridge in Sarajevo. Oh. Where World War One started. How many people can say that? I have to say, your air drumming is improving. Oh, they're kicking it up now. I can smell the lingonberry sauce in the background. You got a Robin, they're Swedish, and they, uh, they go to Ikea, and they get the meatballs with, these bird, with the uh, Ferdinand sauce and the lingonberry. No, we're not. Condom Kingdom on South Street has lingonberry flavored condoms for a limited time only. They're simply delightful. Dip them in a little pumpkin spice, that lingonberry. You can't mix lingonberry and pumpkin spice together. No, 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 no. EKT 8750. Oh, God, I'm not high enough to listen to this shit. <laughs> Is this the Bob Pantano uh, dance party? It's Bob Pantano, Robin. Come on, learn he your said, legendary Saturday he Night said Live. Uh, Pantano, I am. No, it's Pantano. He didn't say Pantano. Well, that's a, bad, that's a bad spelling right there. It's Bob Pantano. Come okay. on, Robin. Haven't you been to one of those dances with like 50-something women? And 60-something guys on a Saturday night doing the, the Bristol stomp and the mashed potato with walkers. I mean, come on. Have you been to any of those? <laughs> I have missed out, apparently. Hey, Tony. Yes. We, because we have two of them today, um, we are going to do one now. We're going to do a Native American uh, dance here? No. We are going to do. Let me play some. Mail time. Oh, mail time. The nails here. Come on. Bye, guys. 
Here's the mail, it never fails. It makes me wanna wag my tail. When it comes, I wanna wail. No, there's no baby, I don't no. think, in the box. We need to eat the babies. No, we don't. If it, it would have been spoiled by now. If we, <laughs> it's been a while since we've opened it, so hopefully it's not. But, we uh, have one of the biggest boxes ever, ever shipped. Yeah, we're going to open up box? that second. We're going to open the first one first. We got two boxes today? It's a, one's the envelope. One's a bag and a box? Yeah, because that one arrived oh, last week while this is heavy. you were out, and so um, we saved it until you were better. You know what's in this bag? I don't. Open it's got, oh, it's got the little, it, this is one of those, uh, what do you call them, bags? Where they have the little uh, bubbly things in there that I like to pop. Oh, yes, you do like pop. Pop those, baby. <laughs> 91 Sixer says, it's not spoiled. They now have Kippered Baby. <laughs> <laughs> it's like in a gefilte fish. You got, they have the jars of the gefilte fish in the store when you go in the kosher section. Can you call it gefilte baby? Gefil gefilte babies. Kosher babies for Passover. Well, that's next year. We just did the Yom Kippur. Too many uh, holidays, Robert. <laughs> Decology says hi from the UK. Hey. Oh, hey. We love hey, yo. We love box. I'm opening the box. Now, are love you the UK. Decology, are you an actual Brit or are you just living over there? Wait a minute. We have another mixer? What is it? What is mixer. it? Mixer. How many mixers do we need on this show? I want to see. Who is it from? As long as I got club soda and some ginger ale and uh, <laughs> some seltzer water. No, not Blue Claw. I ain't mixing that shit in anything. Just give me basic seltzer water. Who is it from? It doesn't say. Look inside the envelopes. Oh, there's, there's all kinds of papers and stuff. Yeah, this might give us a clue. Let's see who this is from here. First of all, it's uh, oh, it's from our buddy David Conrad in Las Vegas. Thank you, David. It is a, a Nady NM242 4 stereo 8 mono channel mini mixer with mono stereo mode, quarter inch inputs. And outputs battery powered. Can I see? Can I see? Can I see? Did you ask for this on the uh, on the page? I think it, on the uh, on our Amazon wish list. I gotta take it out of the box. Why do Here. you have to take it out of the box right this second? Because I I'm asking, did you ask for this? And if you did, what do we need it for? Oh. In addition to the seventy two thousand other pieces oh, of equipment awesome. we have. This is awesome. This is for when we are traveling. If we don't have anything, uh, if we are not near an outlet, it's battery powered. Oh. Where are we going? To California, where they're turning the power off in different uh, neighborhoods? Did you read all of the horrible things? Yes, that of course I did. There's one guy who was on oxygen, and he died within like the first hour of yeah because when i guess the solar panel or his wind turbines weren't running that um, day now david conrad thank you so robin much. just this bought three more we have more gear now than a country music band we're gonna need a tractor trailer now just to take our stuff to do podcasts when we travel well I'm we have to make more we have simpler. more cases simpler we literally have more trunks and boxes than kenny chesney on tour. Cujo knows says, Robin, what is the address to send presents? If you go on to the Twitch homepage, the info page, and scroll down, it actually shows on there. It's right by the Amazon gift list. And if you want to send without sending it through Amazon, the address is on there. Wait a minute. Well. It, has a, it has a battery. I mean, it has a, 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 an AC want, adapter. Just in case you want to plug it Does in. Does it yes. charge? You have to charge it? Do you put batteries in no, it? No, you put batteries in it. What kind of batteries? 
Because you know our buddy Joe Krause, he never has batteries for the wireless mic whenever we go to a room. And then somebody's got to run out to a store to buy batteries. Nine volt. So nine volt. Those are the most expensive. Whatever. What's the deal with nine volts? Nine Nine volts cost like seven dollars now. They do, but they last. No, they don't last longer. They last way longer than any other type of battery. Ridiculous, man. David Conrad, thank you so very much. We're gonna need a bigger box, a bigger trailer. Not Sam Darnold's uh, mono, no. He was in stereo last night for all you Cowboy fans out there. Tony, did you want to open up the other uh, box immediately since it's already 220? It's not 420 yet, though, is it? No. Is it 220 already? Well, it's 420 somewhere. (laughs) (sighs) But uh, there's another box which you can't exactly put up on your lap. I I can see what it is. The box has already had the paper uh, taken off. No, you took that out of another box, didn't you? What? Wasn't the, this box here in a different box? No. Oh, so no, we knew it what came, it was by seeing yes, it. Yes, it came. It, that's the way it came. And um, I actually got notified ahead of time by the person who purchased it for us. Um, and I have to read what oh, he said. Oh, it's, it's made in China. I wonder if Adam Silver picked this up for us and brought it back from China after the NBA canceled all of the media availabilities there. This has got to be from the NBA. They love China. <laughs> They obviously like the way they run their uh, government better than we do. And so this is sort of like a little thank you gift from David Silver, no, Adam Silver. Actually, this Mark is Silver. it's actually really funny. This is a thank you gift from <laughs> AJ in San Antonio. No, are you kidding me now? This is a guy who's turned on me ever since I criticized the Dallas Cowboys. Just like my buddy Street Bryce out there in L.A. I don't rip the Cowboys just to rip them. I'm not Skip Bayless. No, this, okay, can I, this, so this is, he, he, he wrote t- saying, hey, Robin, just to let you know, uh, those chairs that you had on the Amazon wish list, I purchased them. Um, no studio guest can sit comfortably on those stools. That stool I sat in nearly killed me. Wrecked him. Uh, it nearly wrecked him. Speaking so of wrecked him, yeah. He goes, I had to get it for you for the next time I come. So it's a deal. Uh, AJ in San Antonio, you have a chair with your name on it. So that is one of the two. We're going to get an engraved plaque. You know how once somebody donates something to a store and they always put their name, they get the silver or gold plaque and then they engrave it? We're going to do that. We're going to have an AJ in San Antonio engraved plaque. It'll be his. His his chair. We can't call it his memorial chair because he's still alive. What are we going to call it? I don't know. You know how they put like throne. names. AJ's throne. AJ's throne. You know how they put names up on I buildings mean, when you when somebody gives a your throne school? is the bidet. Yes, in the exactly. So yes, he should. He'll have his own throne <laughs> in the studio. So he's not listening to this right now because he was working. He said he was really bummed. He wasn't going to be able to watch the show live, but he will be watching it later. So AJ, thank you so so much. These are awesome. Um, and. Um, we will be sitting in new chairs, and any guest that comes here will actually be comfortable. Now, you have to bring your own butt pillow like I have here. <clears throat> and I'm not talking about uh, butt fumbles like Mark Sanchez did back in the day with the Jets. He is now, the king, they, But they're, they're huge boxes, so that, and they're heavy, so that's why How many of the boxes are there? Well, that's one, and then there's another one, apparently, that was, for whatever reason, Amazon shipped them separately. Holy crap, that thing's heavy. Yeah. I won't have time to put it together today, though. Because i got to get out and get Mr. Monday Night going. we got to play a little indigenous song today, though, Robin. Could we play this now? Because it is Indigenous People's Day. Depending on which country you're indigenous to. Uh, 
are we gonna play share? No, I'm playing this one. Send this one out to Liz up in Massachusetts. Remember this song? This is a dubstep mix. EKT8750 says, AJ should just buy the naming rights to, for the wine cellar. <laughs> <laughs> That'd be practically us. Yeah. This doesn't sound like indigenous songs. But it's indigenous, yes. It's the Cherokee boogie, I think. Why don't we play Cherokee woman? There is no Cherokee Cherokee woman. people. got a good beat. You can dance with it. You can fire up a doobie. This does not sound like an indigenous like thing at all, but... I can hear this playing in Hot Topic today. Are they still there? Or no, if you go into an H&M store with the chicks, this is what they'll have playing today in H&M in the malls for your big uh, Indigenous People Day sale. Redbone. Redbone is a really great indigenous band. I know they are. They took the whole Cherokee Nation. Yeah. Okay. Put them on the reservation, Bo. But Redbone didn't do any Indian songs. They did Come and Get Your Love, which has nothing to do with being in a teepee and banging a squall. All right. <laughs> best, 12 best Native American rock bands. How's that? Uh, there's some of these I've never reached across. Exit. The Plateros. Ooh. Pull up the Plateros. Oh, I'll do it. Plateros. Red House. I think Paul Revere and the Raiders did the original version of this, right? Yeah. Deep inside. Some good drumming at that. Got a good beat. You can dance to it. You can screw to it. Oh, give me a little Paul Revere and the Raiders, baby. And Mark Lindsay. Of course, this has nothing to do with the Cherokees, but I just like the song. Underrated group, Paul Revere and the Raiders, with Mark Lindsay. Tony, would this be considered inconsistent? Like, I mean, I know that. I don't want to be racist or have uh, people come out and virtue signal and fire some here's warning a, signals. Here's a band, and they're called Keith Sokola and the Band of Wild Indians. Now, that sounds bad, Robin. See, it does, but they really are, and they name themselves that. So, how can it be bad? This is the song we want to hear right now, Robin. This is it. This is the original. Paul Revere and the Raiders, yo. Mark Lindsay. Took away our 
Clearance Firewater Revival, the best ending in band. Clearance Firewater. We're going to make some powwow chow after the show. This is a re-recorded version of it, too. Cherokee people! This went out for Chief J. Strongbow on this Indigenous People Day. Busted one pair of sticks yet. Just to let you know that the phones are now open if you'd like to call in. Uh, one of the few days that you'll be able to actually call in since we're traveling so much. 215 462 Tony. That's 215 462 8669. Call in now. Any other Columbus or Indigenous people songs you'd like to hear today? The lines are open. Blackfoot. Oh, that's another good Indigenous uh, uh, group. Blackfoot. Redbone and Blackfoot. I, I love Redbone, the... but they don't have any actual. They're, they're, they are Native Americans. Well, but do they have a... any Native American songs? Yeah, they did a song called "We Were All Wounded at Wounded Knee." Here, I'll play that one really quick while you're looking up something else. Um, it wasn't a hit, though. Well, it was controversial. It was a hit, but it wasn't like a. And I, I think in Washington they're playing "Hail to the Redskins" because they hung on and, and got a win against the we Miami Dolphins. See, that's not a good song. Manifest destiny. You and me. You and me. You and me. They made us many promises. I don't like that song. I gotta play this instead. Tony, we have Marquise down in Florida. Oh, my boxing guy. Yes. Let me just see if this sounds a little bit better now. This is uh, okay, Blackfoot. He's, a, he's on hold. He's listening in right now, so he's. I put him live already. Marquise, you can listen in to this song that Tony wants to play first. It's an all-Indian Monday. We are playing We are we are playing tribute to all of our American people, American Indians. And I. I'm going to go up to Foxwoods tonight and make a couple of bets. FYI. I my 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 mother's side of the family has done her complete genealogy. Is she more Indian than Elizabeth yes. Warren? Yes, as am I. As am I. Wait a minute, you're now a, a Robin is coming out on this Monday 
October 14th as I she is part Native American? I have a little bit of Sioux Indian in me. Very, very minuscule amount, but it's still more than Elizabeth Warren. <laughs> I banged a couple of chicks named Sue. Does that count? <laughs> Just saying. But it's, yeah, no, we were, uh, one of one of my ancestors was um, kidnapped, but then ended up following, got married to an American Indian man and had children and... The rest is history. The rest is history. We're going to be smoking a peace pipe later on in the parking lot in Glassboro, New Jersey, over at the the fabulous Landmark Americana. Any college co-eds who want to do the little uh, war dance in the parking lot, I'm up for it, baby. Just don't bring the tattered jeans, though. Those chicks in Glassboro, I noticed, all the Glassboro of Rowan what students. What is up with that? Every chick now has to have these razor blade wrecked jeans. Just buy a pair of jeans, bring them to me. I'll charge you just a slight fee to wreck the bottom of your stinking jeans. It's ridiculous, man. Let's go to Marquise, the man who follows boxing more than anybody that I've ever seen. Well, other than the great, of course, Carlos, the late great Carlos out there in San Francisco, who was our official boxing aficionado. What's going on down there, Marquise? Pretty good tone, and in the spirit of gimmick infringement, what up? What up, yo? It's not gimmick. What up oh. is an actual. Uh, what up? I think uh, LeBron's going to have that uh, trademark now. Now that he lost Taco Tuesday and Fortune Cookie in China, he didn't get the Fortune Cookie thing done either. Please not give stay away from LeBron with him stealing any stealing common phrases from Americans is ridiculous. <laughs> hey, that's worse than being. That's worse than Columbus. What he did coming over here with the Nina the Pinta and the Santa Mongo Santa Maria. It's an outrage. Absolutely, but Tony. Uh, I'm sure you may have seen over the weekend. Uh, I, I have some semi-breaking news for you. This is semi-breaking news. Yours truly, uh, it's 94 as I sit to you talking in Tampa. I will be flying up there to see Friday night on ESPN, the top-ranked program of Arthur Bedevive and Alexander Govodzik uh, up the street in your neck of the woods at the Linkara Center in Philadelphia. No! what is this Friday night? This Friday night on ESPN. ESPN is actually making... Way for boxing and not pushing aside a third-tier college football game between this Boise State and Colorado oh, State for shit. once. It's amazing. It's exactly right. Let's let's like Fox uh, on Friday night. Fox is going to have wrestling on Big Fox, and they will have the Ohio State game, Northwestern game on FS1. It's interesting how they're actually make, putting this on actual big-time television because you you watch ESPN, Tony. There was like 15 fight cards over the weekend. Not one highlight on any single one of them on your local sports center. You know what that but is? You it's know, an outrage. It is an outrage. Ridiculous. But I will be up there for that. Looking forward to that, Tony. Uh, rumor has it you can fill me in because you're up there and I'm not. Uh, is it reportedly supposed to be 42 degrees that Friday night? Who do I look like? Uh, what's it, Al Roker? I don't know. I, I don't even know what the weather is today. I just look outside and see if it's raining or if it's sunny. I got to check the long term. Marquise, depending on what time the match is over, though, you should come by here into the studio. Into the wine cellar, yes. Because we go, we do red wine Fridays. Where we go into the night on Friday nights. Yeah. Absolutely. You know, I will coordinate this offline with you guys. I don't want to bore yeah. you the program with a scheduling arrangement. But let me get the five day for forecast that. right now. Let's see. So today, 74 degrees, and then uh, that's good for a high. Let me check the rest of the five-day here. Uh, where I only have the one day here. I need the five-day. Robin, I need the five-day. I don't want three-day. I want the five-day. Get, uh, get, uh, get what's-her-name on the phone. 
I don't have her on my phone. Okay. I probably do. Here it is. The Philadelphia seven-day forecast from the Weather Network, formerly AccuWeather, formerly JackieWeather. Uh, Friday. <laughs> wow. Wait a minute. Is that right? This, is, this has to be Celsius, right? I don't know. What does it say? Well, it says 75 today. But then it says next seven days, Tuesday, 18 degrees, Wednesday, <laughs> 20 degrees, Thursday, 14 degrees. This can't be right. I'm, tri- I'm, I'm, I'm going to Philadelphia or did hell freeze over up there? What's going on up there? And I'm looking at the hourly weather. This is the weather <laughs> network. I'm not making Does this up. Does it have a little C or a little F, Tony? It has a little, like a z- little... There's no way the temperature's dropping into the into the teens. This can't be right. Okay, can we just say it's gonna be cold on Friday? No, it's not. I don't know that. <laughs> I gotta find a more reliable site. Get me the chicken channel six there. What's that other chick? Kate Bylow. Is she pregnant again? Every time I see Kate Bylow, she's like expecting this chick's chump pumping out babies like every nine months. I don't think she takes a break. Okay. I think as soon as she delivers, she gets impregnated again. Today is 73 degrees Fahrenheit. Friday, it is supposed to dip down uh, the high of 63, low of 42. That's so not that's, bad. Yeah. People in, the people in, in, in Montana and Dakotas and Minnesota, it was freezing there. People watching the games in St. Louis. Yeah, they had all the winter gear on. The players had all the stupid earmuff stuff on. <laughs> it's fall, man. This ain't Florida. That's true. Also, telling I want to switch up on you. Uh, you mentioned earlier about these football games on Sunday. Yep. The big conversation back in the old days of 2015 at the NFL draft was who was going to be the better quarterback, Jameis Winston or Marcus Mariota? We, we found out yesterday the answer is hell no to both of them. Yeah, exactly. You know, Mariota, I mean, you talk about a guy who suddenly – now, his offensive line's terrible, but they've been terrible, and he was able to make plays. But you're right. They, when you put in Ryan Tannehill – and you put Ryan Tannehill in to replace Marcus Mariota. And the thing about Jameis, I mean, he can look spectacular one week and then look terrible the next. And so, you know, while people are down on Carson Wentz, some people in the city, how do you, how do you, how do you look at Jameis Winston and say, he's going to take us to this, to this promised land? How do you look at Marcus Mariota now? Remember, in Philly, people wanted Marcus Mariota here uh, when they were looking at a quarterback. So, you never know about these kids. Obviously, Deshaun Watson right now looks like the real deal. Uh, there's some good quarterbacks around, young guys. Kyle Allen, you know, what he's doing with Carolina and the fact that he's got a great defense and he also has the best running back in the game helping him. But to me, you know, everybody puts stock in running backs and you got to get the best quarterback. You take the quarterback you think's going to be good. And then all, all of a sudden, unfortunately, you know, a couple years go by, you don't have the right people around him. But the one guy that everybody was right about and they're still right about, is Russell Wilson in Seattle, man. That kid is just consistently, consistently good. Whether he has no running backs or has a great running back like he does now, Chris Carson, that guy is a winner. And it's incredible how good Russell Wilson has been in his career. Well, it's funny you mention Russell Wilson because there have been so many other quarterbacks around that time because he was a third-round pick, right? He wasn't, like, the first one to go out. No, he was right. You know, when he Andy Reid was with the Eagles that, during that draft. And he wanted Russell Wilson, and then the Seattle Seahawks uh, found out about it, so they moved up a couple of spots in front of the Eagles and took Russell Wilson. And you know who was there when the Eagles were on the draft board? Nick Foles. So Nick Foles was drafted after the Eagles had their sights set on Russell Wilson. Again, 
Seattle, to their credit, moved up in front of the Eagles, knowing that Andy Reid really, really liked Russell Wilson, and they grabbed him, and then the Eagles wound up with Nick Foles. You know, had good times and bad times. Everybody remembers the Super Bowl, but Nick, you know, when he came here, he wasn't exactly like he they had. Robin and I were there for the seven-touchdown game against the Raiders in Oakland, but then he had his stretches where he wasn't playing well. In fact, when he came back after the Super Bowl, when Carson had the surgery, remember Nick Foles had to start the 2018 season. And he wasn't exactly lighting it up. He didn't pick it up exactly where he left off. And then they forced Carson back in probably before he was ready to play again last year. Again, these aren't excuses. These are legitimate reasons. Because Nick Foles, to his credit, will always be a legend in this town because after Carson got hurt, when he led that team deep into the season as the MVP candidate, he was the MVP frontrunner the year he got hurt in the Rams game. People seem to forget the, his body of work before that and just want to say, Nick Foles, Nick Foles did win the Super Bowl, but he did, he was in position to take over a team that Carson Wentz led brilliantly, and he stepped up, and all the players around him stepped up, and the coaching staff stepped up, and that's why they won the Super Bowl that year. But Nick Foles, I'm glad he got a contract in Jacksonville. There was no way they could have paid him $20 million a year to be here and then have the fans going every day, oh, get Nick in there. If Carson has one game that they don't think is good enough, they're screaming for Nick Foles. To me, Nick Foles is in a great spot. Hopefully he gets healthy. Gardner Minshew is now 2-3. and three. You know, he's beaten two bad teams. Everybody loves a mustache. Everybody loves a new hot shot in town. But to me, Nick Foles, I don't know whether Nick Foles, he's probably going to play again in Jacksonville once he gets healthy enough because Minshew, as good as he's been, uh, we don't know how good he's going to be, but at least they know now they have. Look at the backup quarterback so far this year at the NFL, what they're doing. Not all of them. Look at this kid in Pittsburgh last. He's a third-string quarterback. Yeah. And, you know, he goes in there and he beats San Diego because he had his team. His defense was ferocious. They went in there and they wanted to win that game, and they just embarrassed the Chargers in front of their dozens of uh, fans who care about them in the Los Angeles-San Diego vicinity. Well, let's see, Tony, as you know, last night, that was a uh, Steelers home road game. It was great. But also with uh, Minshew, that mustache is epic that he has, by no the way. No doubt about it. it. it, it, it it's a fascination with the NFL when backup quarterbacks. It, 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 it goes back to the, t- the test of time where people fall in love with the backup because they come in for the starter. He comes in, does halfway decent for about two quarters, and people think, oh, he's the next guy because he's the next guy up. Oh, he's the next starting quarterback. And then over time happens every so often, reality kicks in, and they, they wind up why they become backup quarterbacks. Like when Tennessee put in last yesterday, Ryan Tannehill, did they think they had any shot to win that game? Of course not. And what message is that sent? What are you going? Yeah, what are you going to do now with Marcus Mariota down there in Tennessee? You're pretty much are telling your fan base that you know what well, we don't trust this guy, we don't believe in him. Let's put Ryan Tannehill in there to see if he can give it. They're going to have to go back to Marcus Mariota. There's no way the fan base, as angry as they are in Tennessee, is going to say, "Yeah, Ryan, hey, yeah, Ryan Tannehill, he's our guy." Now, unless they keep staying with Tannehill and he goes out there and wins some games, but I don't see what Tannehill brings to the table that Mariota didn't. But then again, I don't pay that close of attention to uh, to what's going on down there in, in Nashville. But, you know, the, it's unbelievable how fast that team is falling. And, you know, everybody's talking about the coaching staff and, wow, you know, another Patriot guy and look what he's done down there. I, they have to be one of the biggest disappointments this year in the NFL, in my opinion. I mean, the yeah. Tennessee Titans, nobody thought they would be this porous because there's some other quarterbacks with bad offensive lines who are getting the job done. Look at Deshaun Watson in, te- in Houston. That guy still doesn't have a great offensive line, and he manages to make big plays. He right now, to me, of all the young quarterbacks, 
is the biggest big play guy. Houston finally has a guy that could take them to the Super Bowl, I believe. He's he's going to look forward to the AFC South. Also, with the, with football wise as well, and looking forward to tonight, uh, I am thinking that the, the Green Bay Packers are going to beat the Detroit Lions as expected because it's in Green Bay this year, correct? Yes, but you know what? I got some information on this game. Do you know that the Lions are four and one against the spread in their last five road games, and they're six I, and one against the spread on Monday Night I, Football? I, I, did you know that? I did not know that. Did you know the Pack is 2-5 and five against the spread in their last seven games on Monday Night Football? Do you know they're 3-7 and seven against the spread in their last seven divisional games? Do you know that the Detroit Lions have beaten the Green Bay Packers their last four games? One of them, of course, is when, when uh, Aaron Rodgers was out with a broken shoulder. Yeah. And that was the, uh, the, what was it, Brett Hundley game. Remember that? Yeah. That shouldn't great, really count. Great as a Brett Hundley. Is he still in the league, Brett Hundley? He went from, like, big-time UCLA guy to where the hell is he now? I think he's being set up for the uh, current uh, upcoming XFL draft coming up in about two months. Tony, I have no, no idea. No, the XFL draft, by the way, thank you for reminding me, tonight live yes. on our night show coming up at Landmark Americana, we will have a man who will be drafted in the XFL draft tomorrow or Wednesday, Colin Thompson, former Temple University, former Florida Gator, tight end, played with the Bears, played with the Giants. Ah. And he is one of the names on the list of draftees available. We will have an XFL breakdown segment tonight that you're not going to get anywhere else. Yes, he is Let's not in... start sucking each other's dicks quite yet. <laughs> he is in Group 5, Tony. Group 5, ladies and gentlemen. I can do a Group 5 every once in a while. Uh, so Brett Hundley, I guess, is out there in the desert, combing the desert with the Arizona Cardinals and probably will not even get a taste of the field as long as you got Kyler Murray matriculating the ball up and down the field with your Arizona Cardinals. I'm happy yeah, for the Cardinals. I'm happy for their fans. I like Kyler Murray. You saw what he did yesterday. Atlanta's a disaster area. Talk about teams that have really, really crapped the bed. I mean, as bad as the Eagles and Cowboys have going recently, Atlanta has basically fallen off the face of the earth. you got the Tennessee disaster going on. Cleveland, nobody knows what to expect there. Do you see the numbers on, um, on Baker Mayfield? In his, in, in his six games this year, 11 interceptions. And so while they look good, and then you got these weapons that he has, and, you know, you got Odell Beckham, who can't make a catch anymore, even with two hands. I mean, it's unbelievable what's happening. San Diego is shot. The Titans are shot. The Bengals are shot. The Dolphins are shot. The Washington Redskins almost lost in Miami to a guy that they benched, and they benched the kid, which I don't understand either. They, they benched. Josh Rosen to put in the bearded one, and he leads him down to a, a point-bread-busting backdoor cover on the last series, and they went for two and lost the game. Washington didn't deserve to win that game yesterday. I mean, it's unbelievable how bad there are teams in the National Football League. More importantly, do you think at this point, Tone, because Miami had all every intention to win that game, are they, are they, are they, are they, are they definitely on the table this year? They, they have a, they have a the Patriots? chance at this point. Yeah, Dolphins, actually. Uh, the do- no, I mean, the Dolphins, you saw yesterday, they're going to play some bad teams. You, you, yeah. take, you get a team coming in there that doesn't know what they're doing either, and unfortunately there's a lot of those teams. I think yeah, Miami will sneak NFL. one in. But does it matter whether they go 1-15 or 0-16? I mean, the Patriots, everybody's, oh, the Patriots are going to go 16-0. and 0. Does it really matter? The last time they Not won really. all their games, they lost in the Super Bowl to the Giants. So I love it's all nice when you're talking about undefeated seasons or winless seasons, or who's going to have the number one draft pick. 
To me, you win the games you're supposed to win. And Tom Brady, the amazing thing is Tom Brady may have the best defense he's ever had this year. And thankfully he does because you look at their offense, you know, guys like He's a pedestrian this year. Yeah, he is. He's very, very average. He hasn't had to make big plays. And obviously he's getting older, but he's still the, the greatest of all time, in my opinion. But they're carrying him. The, the, the New England Patriot defense is carrying Tom Brady this year. There's absolutely no way to dispute that. Not at all. And it's interesting with the, with the Patriots' defense this year because before, like, you would hear for years upon years is this Tom Brady leading them down the, leading them down the field, leading them down the field. Now this year it's completely flipped, and it's – to say it, Tony, it's kind of scary if the Patriots have a defense for one. Like, that's in their thing that those have been very – for years. Yeah, their biggest problem this year is the kicking situation. I mean, I, you know, listen, Nugent's a veteran guy, but, you know, they had two guys who were greats. Adam Vinatieri was maybe the greatest of all time and helped them win at least three of their Super Bowls. And then you had, you know, you had Guskowski, who was, who, yeah. was, who was absolutely a lock. And now they're like one of the many teams that are trying to figure out who their kicker is going to be. And they don't know. I mean, you miss, a big kick, you miss a big kick in a playoff game, you lose. So that's, uh, that's the situation now. You know, you got to have a good kicker, too. And, and the Patriots have been blessed with great kickers. And now for the first time in a long, long time, they don't know whether Nugent's the guy and all these other teams. Look, look what's going on in, in Dallas. They already, they already hate Brett Maher because he missed a 40-yard field goal. He was their only offense last night. Your man of Brett, six, you made a 62-yarder. And Cowboy <laughs> fans are pissed off that he missed a 40-yarder. Yeah, I joked when they, when they made it a close game. I said, boy, the Cowboys are only four field goals away from tying this game because they couldn't <laughs> score touchdowns. Jesus. All right, man. I got to save something for tonight. As I say to gotcha. my, as I say to Robin every once in a while, I got to save a little something for tonight. <laughs> and I appreciate it, Tony. I appreciate it. It'll be very little, but at least I'll save something, something for later. Depending on how tired I am and what happens with the Monday night game over at Landmark Americana. Well, text you. You have my number, I believe. So text me off the air, and uh, we can arrange Friday night. Absolutely, Miss Robin. Tony, thanks a lot, guys. I'll, I'll talk to you guys offline. All right, there he is, ladies and gentlemen, down there in Tampa. Our boxing guy, Marquise, down there. Keeping it real, keeping it raw. And most importantly, as someone once said, You're a real crumb bum. I got my crumb yeah, bum I know shirt people, on people today. People have noticed it, and they love it. Crumb bum. Luigi wanna, got me this. I want to apologize to Trevor from the 203 who was on uh, hold, and either we lost him or he hung up, but uh, we, we are getting into our last 10 minutes of the show before we have to hightail it out of here. Um, somebody sent me a, um, a story. It is not a Florida story. But it's so good. You don't have one good Florida story. I know this is this is actually a better story for t- today. I'm sure I do have a Florida story. Do you have the cut that I pulled off the game yesterday, the Tennessee tight, the Houston uh, Texans game. Oh yes. I want to play that because I was watching the game. Watching, I was on flipping around. Obviously, I was on Red Zone, and then this was live. It was on CBS actually because I got it live. Because when it finally went to the Red Zone channel, they had time to edit it. But I caught this live yesterday, and then I just rewound my DVR. And I got this. Veteran running back, scores a touchdown, and then dropped the big F-bomb on CBS. Dean's watching afternoon hockey. Bruins lead 2-1 to one at the end of two if you're scoring at home. Jeez. Whoops, let's do that again. This is a... Uh, 
This is Carlos Hyde of your Tennessee Tech Titans back in Kansas City, and he scores a big touchdown and flexes in the end zone. Here it is right now. Oh, come on. What happened to it? I taped it off the TV screen. I know. It's... Carlos Hyde of your Houston Texans. Hello. And then he sees the end zone camera. I'm just going to do it regularly. Do it regularly, Robin. Rather than having it full screen. For whatever reason, the full screen sometimes just shits the bed. The Carlos Hyde Revenge Game. You hear that? that? They can't stop us. And then... They can't fucking stop us. (laughs) How great was that? Carlos Hyde. And by the way, we didn't say to our buddy Don uh, Collins out there and all of our friends north of the border, eh? Eh? As Pierre, uh, uh, Justin Trudeau is wearing blackface on Thanksgiving today. He's going out as a pilgrim up there in Canada today. Justin Trudeau and all of our friends in Canada. Happy Thanksgiving. It's Thanksgiving in Canada. Yes. Do they have turkey up there on Thanksgiving? What do they eat? Moose? What's the What's the big dish for Thanksgiving? Canada in geese. Canada geese? <laughs> well, we got a gazillion of them here, man. They're all over the place. <laughs> they don't even go back to Canada anymore. I mean, the Canada geese used to come here, you know, and then go down south for the warmer weather. And then they would fly back Just like the Canadians. They said, yeah. hey, it's too cold up here. Let's have And now the Canada again. geese, they find, like, shopping centers and, uh, and business parks where they have mm-hmm. ponds. And they just pretty much live there all year round. Hey, shit, this isn't this cold. This ain't Winnipeg. This is all right. We're going to stay here. So what do they eat? Beaver? Canadian bacon? I think, it's, I think it's all of the above. Just put a Canada in front of it, and then that's what they eat. Canada geese, Canada bacon. Canada dry, Canadian, do they drink that? Is Canada dry even from Canada? I don't know. Canadian, uh, what else is there that's Canadian? I have this. Let's play this for our friends in Canada. Don, Don, Don 10720 says, the Canada geese come here for the better health care. Exactly right. Can you bring this up, Robin? Molson I want to play. Canadian. Molson. Good drums here. You know what they eat on? I think you know what they eat in Canada now. What do they eat? They, uh. We need to eat the babies. I think they eat babies today or beaver. Baby poutine? Baby poutine. They go over there out there and get some coffee at the, at the, the, the what's the guy, the Tom, uh, what's the big donut joint up there? Uh, I, Not Beaver it, College. I That's gone. There's, I mentioned Canada Dry. There's uh, a big donut shop in Canada? Yeah, Tom, uh, damn. Tim Hortons, that's it. Thank you, oh. Burton Gus. Tim Hortons is the coffee shop. I it's like Dunkin' a... Donuts is here. Tim Hortons is a, is a, makes donuts and coffee. It's a coffee shop, Robin. That's bad Canadian knowledge. Why do I think it's a hotel? Tim Hortons? I hate to do it to you, Robin. That is bad Canadian knowledge. That really is. And you've been in Canada. I know, but I don't think I've no ever No wonder been why they didn't Hortons. let you across the border once. <laughs> hey, 
Um, so <laughs> since we Jesus, are Robin. Columbus Day. How dare you? Yes. Correct? Yes. Um, and Columbus was Italian. I don't know. I thought he was a Spaniard. No. Not Arnie Spanier, of no. course. Columbus he's, uh, was Italian, but he was... Um, they rented him. The Italians rented the, him. No. The, the Spaniards Spanier, rented him. Spaniards rented him. The reason why he came over was for the Spanish king and queen, but he was actually Italian. Damn right he was. Okay. Since... And you know who else? Another famous Italian. Tony or, Bruno? Uh, no. Enrico Palazzo? Jesus. Jesus was Italian? Well, no, I guess he was Israeli, right? But they all kind of, they're from Rome. They all look the same. They all have that nice, good uh, Mediterranean. This is bad history. This is a bad segue. I was trying to make a segue, and it didn't work. This is better than, this is worse than drunk history. That's good, actually. But uh, they celebrate Jesus in Rome, which is Italy. There we go. How's that for a segue? There's a new show, shoe out, Tony, where you can literally, yes, I saw this. literally walk on water. I saw this. This is absolutely <laughs> anybody who buys this shoe <laughs> should be incarcerated, should be put away in a sanitarium. You so there, even my mother, oh, who's the most religious person on earth. This well, this is more sacrilege. religious than the Pope. Wouldn't this be sacrilegious? Yes, it would. This this those would... shoes could catch should catch on fire if you put them on. Yes. Let's go to our. These stupid idiots will buy anything in sneakers as long as it's got a Nike swoosh on it and it's made in China. And your correspondent, a real China doll herself, Miss Robin Austin. You're, that was about as bad a segue. No, it wasn't. I was trying to think something that would remember the song China Doll. Yes, I do, but it has. I certainly am uh, nothing like that. The uh, there is a company called. Uh, it has it has several different. Uh, but there's a Nike swoosh on it. S C H F. So I'm I'm assuming it's called Mischief, Mischief, um, M S C H F, and they have created a shoe out of Nikes that's called the Jesus shoe. The Jesus shoe. Yes, and they have filled the shoe. Let me scroll down so that this you can has nothing to do see. with uh, with what's his face uh, Kanye, does it? No. Okay. They have filled the shoe with holy water underneath. So, like, the gel underneath uh-huh. is actually holy water, and then there's a crucifix hanging on it. Does it say where the water was blessed? Which water is it? Uh, First of all, it's a hideous shoe. It, but it is a Nike swoosh shoe, and then um, it is now selling for $4,000. It was originally listed for like $1,400, but it has been going so well that oh, they have now been great. selling it for $4,000. The same people who complain about they don't have money for health care, they don't have money for insurance or for food, are dropping $4,000 on a hideous sneaker. I'll get you all the holy water you want, all right? I'll just go to St. Rita's over there, go to the big font, fill up a couple of jars for you, and then how about if you just give me, how about this? You send me $1,000, Add a pair of sneakers, and I'll put holy water in there, okay? I'll put, I'll oh, put a little go. bladder in there. Mischief claims they um, sourced the holy <laughs> water from the River Jordan and had it blessed by a priest in Brooklyn. Wait, what? Wait, wait, repeat. <laughs> they claim that they sourced the holy water from the River Jordan. So they got the crappy water out of the River Jordan, mm-hmm. and then they brought it over to Brooklyn and had it blessed by a priest in Brooklyn. Wow. And that is the water in in the the gel soles. And then they have a crucifix <laughs> on the side hanging off of there, you know, like a little dangly dangly. We have the actual music when they were filling the shoes. 
when they went to the River Jordan. <laughs> we were just <laughs> we were just talking about we were just this. Talking the other about night. this. Who knew that this would be so appropriate? Okay, who's the yeah. first person that's going to be able to tell me the group? The River Tony. Jordan. That's Michael Jordan's pool water, I think, in his big crib. And uh, who's this group? Come on, people! I'll dry. I, I would have known this without anybody. No, you wouldn't. Me. Have yes, driving. I would have. I actually had this album. Words. Not Zion Williamson, who's killing it in preseason, I hear. Fake, this is fake news update on this. It People is. didn't know that we were talking about this we the other night. About, I did not know. I knew the group. I know. Well, where had did it album. come up? We were eating somewhere, right? Yeah, yeah. We were we were at Parks Casino. That's right. We were at Park, and it was was it playing I in a speaker? So. I think it might have been. It was another group that was playing uh, by the Rivers of Babylon, and then I said the original group who did it was. Bonnie M. Bonnie M. was the name of the group. And, the, and it was a big hit song. Yeah, it was huge. And then Robin looked up Bonnie M. and then found and, out. And I did not know this part. that This the, is breaking news because yes. this, is, this is something that... Yeah. So this was a fake group. It was a German guy who did most of the vocals for it. Millie, he was the guy who did the Millie the Vanilli vocals. the same guy who did the Millie Vanilli vocals later on. But back in the 70s, I guess it was fairly common for people to front... Um, disco, like a, a good group that made it look good. So he hired these guys and females to be the front people for Bonnie M. Who are supposed to be these uh, the African, uh, what would you call that type of music there? I don't know. But it wasn't white people singing this no. song. Well, but but it, it was. It was a real white guy trying, like, just like Millie Vanilli. They were supposed to be two brothers, but they were fake. They didn't ever sing. Yeah, because it was It was him. the same white guy. It was the same white guy. Who was singing the Millie Vanilli songs. That it was singing the Bonnie M songs. Singing the Bonnie M songs, including the big hit River of Babylon. Yeah. Wow. That's incredible. That's why it was awful. Not Annie M, of course. But there you have it. Bonnie M. <laughs> there you have Jesus Shoe, Bonnie M, River Jordan update. Now, I don't follow the shoe uh, business the way people do, but Trevor from the 203, and there's a lot of young people. Listen, you want to spend your money on sneakers, go right ahead. But seriously, this is, well. These apparently are Air Max. Which ones are these here now? Trevor from the 203. Air Max 97s or whatever. Um, yes, the Nike Air Max 97 sneaker at market value. Um. Air Max they, 97s. They, those at market value go for about $160. So but they're taking $160 hideous Nike shoes, of which there are many, and they were selling them. That was the original retail price. Correct. And then because a couple of slapdicks bought them and put them on shelves in stores, they became that, just, like the, uh, just like the Colin Kaepernick uh, Betsy Ross flag sneakers. He made those, mm -hmm. and he works for Nike, so it was brilliant marketing. He made a big deal about them, and then they became valuable, 
and now you can't get them. Right. So that's what these con artists like, like Kaepernick and this guy from Bonnie M do. They buy crap. They make shit up. People buy it, and then they capitalize, and then eventually they get caught. So mischief, this company mischief, uh, revamped them completely. They added the golden Jesus crucifix on the side and as a shoelace charm and the holy water in the soles of the sneaker. Those whoever wears buys those shoes and wears them, their feet should catch on fire. They should walk right into the gates of hell. I think I mean, (laughs) like if you look up blasphemy in the in the Webster's dictionary I'm pretty sure that this is right here <laughs> that's and and luckily enough uh Do they have a certificate of authenticity really on the river Jordan blessed by a priest in, in Brooklyn <laughs> kind of like you know like blessed by the pope you get a little certificate yeah exactly yeah. all right this is what they should do with these shows these songs these stupid shoes by the way 91 Sixers says I got a couple I got a pair of air garganos the souls are filled with oil and vinegar. No mayo, Bo. <laughs> now the CEO, get this, the CEO of Mischief says that the shoes were designed as a response to ridiculous brand collaborations such as Arizona Ice Tea and Adidas. And he said, we set out to take that to the very next level. He said, we asked ourselves, what would a shoe collab w- with Jesus look like? Obviously, it should let you walk on water. Well, how can you do that? You pump holy water into the pocket of a pair of Air Max 97s, and with that, you get Jesus Shoes, the holiest collaboration ever. Wow. Jesus. All right, bring this up here, Robin. This is what I think of this whole thing. Yeah, I mean, did the first person who made sandals ever say, yeah, these are my Jesus shoes. Didn't Jesus wear sandals when yes. he was walking through the, de- uh, through the well, Tony, deserts? The shoes that you had on at the, uh, at the Playboy Mansion, everybody said that those were Jesus shoes. And people only looked at me and said, Jesus, I got to have me some of that guy. I'm sitting there with my Jesus shoes on in the grotto. Talk about perfect symmetry. A bunch of sinners in a grotto. Did you, did you bless... Did you bless many people? That I didn't night? have any holy water, but I had some extreme unction later on for some <laughs> of the young ladies. I had the uh, sacred oils that I bestowed upon. Who knows? Yeah, <laughs> let me drop uh, $4,000 on some Air River Jordans. <laughs> <laughs> and then Play Action Reel says, Jesus wore moccasins, especially on Indigenous Day. Exactly right. Well, ladies and gentlemen, it is past 3 o'clock. We went a little bit over time. That's okay. We give you, we go the extra distance for you. Just think of it as another hideous college football double overtime loss for the Georgia Bulldogs on Saturday and the college football. We left it all out on the table today, Robin. You notice? We didn't skimp on this show. Nope. Well, we never skimp. No, we don't. Sometimes we have more energy than others. We'll be jumping into the family truckster, heading out. I think that's the symbols from the Mr. Tambourine Man. It's coming off of my... uh, Interesting. Hmm. Not to fix that. Anyway, enough of that stuff, Robin. We want to thank everybody. All the people on Twitch who follow us, follow us. 
subscribe and do all the other good things and throw us bits like Play Action Reel and Trevor and all of our great followers and AJ in San Antonio. Your name will be rolling here on the final credits as our way of thanking you for your participation. We'll see you in a couple of hours, live from 6 to 8 in Glassboro, New Jersey, Landmark Americana. Somebody's going to Dallas tonight. you got to be there. You must be present to win. We'll see you then right here on Bruno Nation Live on Twitch TV and on 97.3 ESPN also. Oh, yeah. Thank you for listening to the Tony Bruno Show on Bruno Nation Live. Don't forget to subscribe on the Twitch mobile app so you don't miss any of Bruno Nation's hilarious and hijinks because it is definitely must-watch radio. Of course, you can catch the archived audio on your favorite podcast app like Twitch or If you subscribe via Twitch, you can watch any of our archived videos. We hope to see you back here every Monday through Friday. See you soon. Oh.